under control. Now I understand how scared you are. I understand why I do things. It doesn't make me any different, all right? I'm attracted to craziness, and you're just embarrassed because I was like, you know, I was like this amazing thing, like your special creation or something, and you don't like who I am now. Yeah, who are you, Nick? This is me, Dad. Here, this is who I am. through the front windshield instead of the rear one now. That's my new code of ethics or, or what Is have you. Is it because that your body probably went through a windshield before? Went through a what? A windshield. My body went through a windshield? I know a friend of mine did. His full, his entire body passed through a windshield. It's sh The windshields are sh shatterproof though. Uh, no, I don't know. But you know what? That reminded me of the time I saw one of my multiple times I saw a dead body, and it was in ha it was in L.A., mm -hmm. and I was living in Pasadena, and uh, you know I'd moved from Hollywood to Pasadena after I was neutered, and my one ball was taken from me. Bull ball baggins. Bull ball baggins, and yeah. um, I'll never fucking not talk about that. So brace it's yourself. Iconic. Well, I mean. It is going to be iconic. I think it's cool. I think the kids should all do, you know. But I just think of like Bilbo Baggins when you say Bilbo Baggins. That's what I'm... Well, yeah, of course. Okay, okay so, but no. So I'm in Pasadena, right? And, uh, you know, I was smoking mad weed at the time. Mm. And I was uh, I was like, dude, I'm going to go get some weed at Cushmart. It was either Cushmart or La Brea Collective, I forget. But, you know... The store, there was no storefronts in Pasadena, only deliveries. And I was like, oh, fuck deliveries at, at the time. Yeah. This is before I had the job at the dispensary. So we're, we had to drive, uh, what was like the, we would take the 134 and get off on this exit, Forest Lawn exit. Yeah. And uh, Forest Lawn Drive is this road. Oh, Forest Lawn Drive. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. when you drive down it, when you're coming, when you're driving towards Hollywood, to the right of you is the Warner Brothers Studios, but to the left of you is that really fancy uh, cemetery where, like, they buried Michael Jackson and stuff. Yeah. And so you would take that to, like, fuck if I know. I forget the name of the road, but then you would it'd take you to the fucking, um, to Hollywood. Anyway, so when I got off in the exit, I'm driving on Forest Lawn. I'm with my, uh, a bunch of my buddies. I'm with my buddy Gabe, who we, my grow partner, and my friend Bo. Shout out, Bo. And I think uh, one other person, I think my friend Tom, and there was like, you know how those like 
fucking diesel fucking eighteen wheeler fucking trucks. They 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 haul those giant fucking. Oh yeah, those big containers. Like, yeah, those fucking, big containers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these fucking dumbasses, they just they just unloaded these tankers, but not on the side of the road, but in the, the in the right lane, just there. Like, and, and the part where you pull off to the side? Or no, no, like right, a, in the like right, road, in the right in the road. Right in the lane. And fuck? I was driving, I'm like, whoa, and I swerve out of the way, obviously. It's like it's like sun, it's like 6 p.m., sun's starting to set, and I'm like, that's kind of... Was it while you were driving that they dropped that shit? No, it was It was like... It was just there. It was just there, dropped off, and I was like, swerved oh, out of the way. So I was like, oh, wow, that's quite the hazard there. And so we go, we get our weed, and on the way back, I mean, they're still there, but they were on, there was like a couple on both sides of the road. And we are going around this corner, and I was like remembering, oh yeah, the tankers. And I, when I'm passing the the one on the other side of the road, there was a car yeah. that I guess you know didn't see it in time and had fucking smashed into it. And there was this big metal beam that was the the exact height of like the middle of the windshield. So it had gone, the metal beam had gone through the windshield and caved this dude's face in. So while we're slowly passing this wrecked car. That sounds like some like Deadpool movie shit. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going slow because I'm like, whoa, I'm like all freaked out. And we pass and we look at it and there's just, it's just like, just like in the movies, like this metal beam passed, just smashed through this fucking totaled car and this dude's face is just like, dude, his face was like turned towards us and his eyes were still open, but he was dead, and he was just looking at us, and there was blood all over his face, and he was just motionless and and gray. What the? And there was all this smoke coming out from the the engine. Bro, did it blow up? No. Oh fuck. Um, the, I don't think cars blow up like they do in the movies. But dude, I was like, I was thinking, what do we? Should we stop, you guys? Like, should we stop? I was like, I really don't want to stop. This is fucking. I'm dude. The hairs are standing up on my fucking forearms just talking about it and remembering this. But yeah, I, I was like, should we stop you guys? And they were like, dude, he's dead. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. That fucking traumatized me dude, for that's life. that's fucking crazy. And so that was one of the multiple times I saw a dead body. First dead body I ever saw, I was like six. I think I was, I was either four or six. I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember very well that far back. But I was living in, uh, we, you know, I was born in a, downtown LA, but we uh, moved to La Crescenta, which is like LA County. But not like L.A. City. Yeah. And, uh, you know, down the street, like if, uh, across our street and a couple houses down, this car pulls uh, up to a house. It was like trash day the next day. So there's everyone put out their trash cans. And these gangbangers roll up in their car. They throw a body that they of someone they had obviously murdered. And they stuff him in the trash can and they peel out. And then the, the trash can just falls over and the body kind of is like halfway in, halfway out. And that's the first time I saw a dead body. And I, I was, at the time, I was like, I was like, uh, I didn't really like, I couldn't fucking make sense of it. You know? Yeah, you couldn't comprehend it at the time. Until like, well, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. understand it until much later. I was like, what, what? I didn't even, I thought the guy was like sleeping or something. I don't know. Huh. First time I saw a dead body. Yeah. But anyway, hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, Damn, that got deep as fuck. <laughs> I mean, is it? I mean, yeah, but yeah, like, I, I. But that was perfect. Well, you know, I have some dark shit, but it's like, I don't like fucking cry about it. Like, <laughs> well, no, it's just like shit. one of those things that you just see out of nowhere. I mean, when you grow up in a big city like L.A. or 
you know, New Yorker. I think the only time I've been like ever traumatized, like something serious like that, was when I walked through my dream for the first time in real life. What the fuck are you talking about? Walk through your dream. Why don't you scoot up? Not too close, but uh, not too far away. Yeah, I I had a dream when I was like six years old where I had like this. I was like, it was like a very. I thought it was a vision in all honesty, but like I walked through Summerland, California when I was hitchhiking back when I was in my addiction. Uh huh. I was fucking. Uh, doing a lot of acid and meth over Hell in, yeah. uh, in uh, Venice Beach. I've heard acid yeah. and meth is a good combination. Yeah, we had we had to talk about it on the last podcast that we did. Scruffy first, Jones, Scruffy Jones had said the same thing. Acid and meth is a great combination. And then I've had I've heard countless other people say, "Oh, it's it's great." I was fucking Jonesing for a good minute though. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, don't do it. But anyways, so I went. And I walked it. I was walking through Summerland, California, because I got out almost getting jumped by these guys. Uh, I think we talked about this in the in the first podcast we did, but yes, I walked down, and uh, we saw. I was on a house on a hill in my dream that I saw as I was walking through the town. So I was in the middle of the intersection. There was light posts everywhere, but it looked basically it was the downtown intersection of Summerland, California. Okay, but I never been there. And oh I dreamed about that intersection when I was six, living in, in, in Germany at the time, because my dad dad's military and shit, so yeah, I lived yeah. in Germany for a little bit. Okay. But that was my first time walking through there, not even a few years ago that I walked through that, and I was tripping when I popped my neck, because I popped... Because you know how some people, when they take too much acid, it could have been a hallucination, but it was too... Could have been a flashback. It could have been a huge, like, crazy flashback. I've never had an acid flashback, but I've Dude, heard, it was I've fucking crazy. So I cracked crack my neck, and I had a snap in my neck, I was with, and I remember hearing a huge pop in my ears. I was boom. And all of a sudden, I was walking. Well, it wasn't even just that because I started seeing dead crows along the road as we started getting into like the boonies. Oh my. Like going towards downtown Summerland. Yeah. Because we were walking on foot. And by the time that I got on there, and we were by the highway, but there's also another road across the fence there that goes up to the actual intersection in downtown where all the houses and the residential What state is is this? This is in California, in, okay. in, in Summerland, right outside of Santa Barbara. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were walking up the the road that's right next to the highway, that leads up to the uh, that is all the boonies and the residential bit before you get into downtown. Gotcha. Uh, the intersection that's down there. Yeah. So I saw a dead house on the hill in my dream, but I Whoa. saw it in Summerland, California, as I was walking down that same intersection that I had my dream in. But before that. This is as I had a, a little bit before I popped my neck and I started tripping. Uh, and I hadn't taken anything. I just fucking had a pop in my neck and just some shit happened. But there was dead crows along the fucking ground and there was fucking... I, this is why I think like there's a bunch of witches around this area because some of the things that I've seen yeah. walking up here. Mm-hmm. I saw a burning cross with like every single house that i seen that was in the residential area had only one window uh, with the lights on in the whole house, which is like some f- creepy haunted house shit. It was weird. Or some tweaker shit. Or some even some tweaker shit. You're right because that's they do fucking do that shit. But I went, yeah. I went down and I was walking. There was a bunch of dead crows, like slit at their necks, like, all over, littered on the ground, like some fucking like someone had just thrown him or just shot him. It's a DNA problem, right there, dude. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, dude. It tripped me the fuck out, but I snapped my neck in the middle of it. And I was walking with two other guys, and it tripped me out because we started seeing like black widows as we started taking like rest stops and shit, and it started getting worse and worse as we kept on walking. But we finally got to the intersection. That intersection that I was in had a bunch of in my dream. I was enveloped in this intersection by black sludge. And see, after seeing them walking up to a house on a hill, and the whole door handle. Had like something that looked really grotesque, like something like a gargoyle or some shit like that. Like something you see on a. But I was knocking on it, and there was a dead tree next to it. And when it knocked, it didn't like nobody answered. It just opened, and black sludge just started coming out of this house, and I got enveloped in it. Ugh. 
and uh, that was close to, and then in the end, I just uh, some something protected me, and I fucking got out of the dream, and I woke up. But, was it was it our Lord and Savior Jesus? <laughs> I mean, shout outs up above. Shout outs to up above, but peace, gun fingers. But love you, guy. But I, I I'm not gonna interpret it further than that. I am gonna say that like when that it, that was the same intersection I walked through, and it tripped me the fuck out. That's the reason why I'm even here in the five cities. Dude, you know, I, you're not the only person who's told me about some weird spooky witchcraft kind of shit that's happened. Uh, you know that fucking, what's that building down, uh, was it Halcyon? Yeah. What oh, is, the Masonic Lodge? That Masonic Lodge. I've heard some fucking satanic Luciferian shit going on down there, man. Dude, it's crazy. I've heard some stories, dude, about some weird cults or something, dude. I don't know. I'm very aware of it. Let's just say that. It's very much, a, it's creepy as fuck. Dude, yeah, some weird creepy shit goes on in this town. Yeah, this very town. There was the fucking high school kids that were like, I think they were seniors right when I uh, w- was about to get in and become a freshman. And they were like those metalheads that sacrificed that girl and they tried to blame it on S- Slayer or some shit. Yeah. They fucking... And that was here? That was up on the Mesa, bro. What the fuck? That was like all over the news, bro. Yeah, there was a documentary about it. And uh, well, it was a documentary covering all these metalhead murders, but that one was part of it. And we would, uh, me and my uh, best friend Donnie, rest in peace, we would we would be smoking weed in uh, the Mesa driving around, and we'd be like, yeah, let's drive. We'd drive up down the very road where she was murdered, and it would creep the fuck out of me. That happened. Then there was uh, that chick who went missing. Uh, Kimber- was it Kimberly Smart or Kristen Smart? Yeah, Kristen Smart. Yeah. Kristen, Kristen Smart. Yeah. Her body's been oh, missing. Found, yeah, missing. They found it and they fucking. Uh, when did they find it? Or they didn't find it. They when, haven't found they, it. But there's some there's some conspiracies that when because the, there was during the time that there was there were. Uh, have you ever been down to Slow where they have those like uh when they're making the part where they were making the parking lots like with the cement where they pour what? the cement into the bases and the base of the cement and you can't you could throw a body in there and fucking well, never find it. What I like, heard was that the the ex-boyfriend or the boyfriend's parents had recently cemented or put uh, paved cement or something in their backyard and the police had suspected that they buried her underneath the cement and they ordered a search warrant to tear up the cement and they did and they still haven't found her body. I've heard a bunch of rumors. I heard she's buried on uh, in somewhere in Madonna Mountain. Yeah. You know, um, Dude, there was... Uh, this, this fucking town's creepy. Yeah. There was a chick who was this junkie... I mean, an addict, but... She was a heroin user. Yeah, yeah, um, And she was falling out. And who, the guy she was with, maybe it was her boyfriend, I don't know, just left her... They were out, like, kind of by Perfumo Canyon. Just dumped her out on Perfumo Canyon and left her. And they what? found her body. And, uh, you know, the, the police were investigating it. And uh, they... the person she was last seen with was him and then they you know were yeah. looking for him and they finally caught him and yeah and there's countless other weird creepy shit that's gone on you know what's weird to me i think it's kind of behind the scenes shit because you know there's stuff that a lot like for example like i knew a person that was here because i used to manage a sober living around here and one of the people that we had in i'm not going to say his name but uh their family uh they had a they had a he was in there for reasons for like uh, child protective services because we take different people in. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And one of the child protective services uh, cases that they had to end up sober living because it was court ordered. 
And the guy, the reason that he was in there in the first place was because they had to go move. They were kind of going forced to go through a stressful time. But the stressful time reasoning that it even happened in Child Protective Services got an issue because the because the wife was bipolar, but they have a son, and they were living in this house. They've been living in this town for like twenty years already in the same place. But and that same the landlord's son uh, got into the picture, and as he was gone uh, for a little bit. Uh, during the time I think it was while he was at work mm-hmm. a friend of mine who was working around that area around that house when the wife and the son were there uh, the son of the landlord came over and tried to murder the fucking the the kid and the wife whoa yeah and what happened was was that uh, the, my friend who uh, who was working around that area next door mm-hmm. overheard it because it was happening in the backyard oh fuck and, and said that hey I'm gonna fucking murder and heard the bunch of shit and, oh my and god found out with the night they jumped over the fence and beat the fuck out of him good dude. and they called the cops Whoa. and guess what he was he was hit with a uh, with the attempted murder of course. case of course everything but guess how many months later he got let left uh, got uh, let out of jail how many three months later now. Check this out. Well, this he was says, convicted of attempted murder, and they and gave him three lit. months. How'd he get three? What the? That's what I'm saying, dude. So I think... What the fuck? So, okay, so check this out. And what's even weirder about it is that the whole thing happened. I mean, it was on the news and everything. Like, the guy got said, oh, well, these rescued, these guys rescued this family. And this was the husband. The husband that was in there was the husband of the of those two guys. But because of that whole anxiety, they had to move out. Because when he got let back out of jail, the guy who got arrested... They, uh, basically, the landlord was going to let him back into the house what? where they live at the same place that the dude tried to murder the guy. So they, what? what the fuck? So, and the, the whole landlord, basically, what the guy, was, the husband was telling me, was saying, well, basically, we had to move out because he was going to let him back in. And they said, well, you're going to either have to sit there or you guys got to get, get out and go. And, I would uh, get out and go too. Fuck that. Yeah, but the fact. But that how they are been, they? But they've been living there for twenty years, paying rent at that place in this area. They've been living here for that long, and so they had to move. And the whole reason that they had to that 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 he had to go to child protective services because the wife was going to get a divorce with him because of the whole anxiety of the whole situation, and so Ugh. a lot of bad shit happened to the dude. But the fact that that's encouraged that you have. This county allowed a guy. That's the same thing with like chomo cases and shit. And then here. Pe- fucking people with drug offenses get like eighteen months yeah, and that's shit. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. That's why I think there's a behind the scenes to all those. Oh people. yeah, I'm the biggest conspiracy theorist. Uh, but just right under D- Alex Jones and David Icke. Dude. Okay. Wait. Wait. You know the uh, was it the Denny's on Fourth Street by yeah, that I know exactly shit? What you're about. Yeah. Do you remember when the dude walked in and fucking started blasting a bunch Yo! of? Yo. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, though. Dude, that guy fucking just just walked in and started fucking blasting people. And, and of course, they fucking revamped that Denny's and, like, yeah, like they remodeled it, it remodeled made it look all nice. But, dude, yeah. I mean, I was just eating... Uh, you know, when I was in my re- re- last relapse, me and two friends who had also had relapse, we went there, like, because we pulled an all-nighter. We were fucking goofballed out. Yeah. And, uh... It was like four or five in the morning. We're like, let's go to Denny's, man. <laughs> fucking went there. And we were just so annoying to the fucking waiters. Sorry, Denny's waiters, but I mean. No, they're all on crack anyway, so it's all good. Or fucking. Yeah, and you know, shit. if you're going to fucking do crack, why don't you just man up and do some meth? Like, God damn. And if you're no, not gonna that's do, a joke. Don't do don't drugs. Do, don't do drugs. <sighs> but speaking of like conspiracy shit, like that's kind of real, but isn't, you know, but is, is uh today's fucking newspaper okay so yeah story. we dude that's fucking we scary. got a we're getting a little off base here i'm sorry my adhd 
does that from time to time. But hey, this is a Nod Squad podcast. The podcast where drugs are real. Don't that, we're not saying they're good or bad, but they are real. And you should be aware of that. Oh, jeez. Thank you very much. Well, of course, you got me on here. I was about to freestyle, but I realized how Caucasian I was. <laughs> and then I was like, I better not. better hold back. And most people think that on here probably listen to me. This guy's so whitewashed. You know, you know what? <laughs> First of all... Don't even go there because I always let my insecurities get the best of me. And I'm like, I'll try to crack a joke and I amuse myself. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking, then I, on, you know, in, uh, after, on second thought, I'm like, I'm sure people are listening to it. And they're like, Unk, at it again with the fucking bad dad jokes. And I'm like, look, <laughs> genetic predisposition. Like, I can't help it. It That's runs funny. in, it runs in our, you know. Or fucking DNA fossils or something. I don't know. Like, what can I do? And you know what? My fucking dad, he dated crazy girls too. And I have a story about that as well. I don't know if I... Well, I'll just tell it real quick. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm... I might as well get it out of the way. <laughs> Should I? Do Dare I? Okay. Dare you. So... I triple dog dare you. I'm going to do it. Double dog. I might as well. So Single dog. I'm going to try and get my dad on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's getting... He's not getting any younger. And I know he's got some stories, but I don't know if he's mad. He's, I mean... He seems pretty cool. He's pretty cool, but I don't know if he understands. I don't know. He's, he might be fearful of podcasts. And if you're going to be fearful of any podcast, this podcast would be the one to be fearful of coming on. That's all I... I mean... I know, now you're having second thoughts. So anyway, twist o change you forgot everything I just said. Um, <laughs> so my dad, um, you, you may have known this, but I have three older sisters. Uh, the youngest sister is technically my full-blooded sister, and the two older sisters are technically half-sisters from my dad's first marriage. <clears throat> um, but, you know, I consider them my full-blooded sisters just as, you know... Half sister bullshit. No, they're they're my sisters. Yeah. But, you know, they have a different mother. But um, my dad's first wife was crazy, uh, in the sense that she did lots of drugs, and she was an alcoholic, and she was just a crazy fucking deviant, debaucherous drug addict. So, um, you know, it, uh, obviously, it, did, it, it in the end, it didn't work out between my dad and his first wife. But, you know, they divorced and they were sharing custody of the kids. And I guess child custody uh, laws were much different in the late 70s, early 80s. And this was going on before I was born. But um, he was sharing custody of the kids. And one day he go, he's like, you know, going over to his ex-wife's house to you know pick up the, his two daughters and, uh, you know, have his time with them. And, uh, and uh, upon arrival, his ex-wife walks up to him and just starts making out with him, tongue-kissing him and everything. Yeah. And my, my dad's like, what the fuck? Like, this is really weird, you know? And, um, and then immediately after she tongue-kisses him, she's like, you can't have the kids. And he was like, what the fuck? Why not? And she's like, oh, I just dosed you with some, a bunch of acid. She... 
She slipped him acid through her tongue. No fucking way. Just to fuck with him. Dude, n- n- dude, that's not even like a fuck with. That's like one of those no-nos, dog. Like, at least she told him, but still. But like, after the fact? No, it's fucked up, dude. Yeah, very fucked up. Yeah. So he had to literally walk back to his VW hippie van that he was so proud of at the time. I mean, it Bro, was... he had an old school, like, 80s, like... VW hippie van, yeah. That's fucking dope. Fuck Yeah. That's that that shows you. He's My cool dad knew fuck. how to fucking ball it up oh, in those yeah, fucking seventies. Fucking, dude, I bet he he must have had it like with the fur lining and everything, like the born on the bayous, fucking oh, credence style. That's fucking yeah. Dope. Okay. So no, he had to walk to his his VW hippie van and ride out the acid trip for the whole night, and then the next morning, then take his daughters. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, my Bro, dad. That's like that's like. Like how many hours of late? Like, okay, wait, wait, say, re-say that part again. He had to ride out the acid trip in his hi- fucking hippie van while taking his daughters. No, no, like he couldn't take the daughters right then. Yeah, he yeah. had to go fucking deal with this acid. And could you imagine being on acid by yourself in your van and thinking about the fact that your ex-wife just you know slipped you acid just to fuck with you to, to try you know like Dude, that must have he, not have been the best how many, trip. How much? How many hours was the trip? Like I don't know. Dude, I don't know. Because I, I just imagine, was he, when he showed up, depending on how much they took, like, how long was his peak, dude? I don't know. I didn't dude, ask him that cause much. Because the thing is, my dad, my dad did refrain from telling me this until I was in my mid-20s. Yeah. You know? I remember I, I, me and my dad were, like, for some reason, we were driving from L.A. to Central Coast. I was living in L.A. at the time. Yeah. And... On upon this road trip, he just decides to just tell me all that all, all about his ex wife. I didn't I, at the, at the time I had known nothing about this. What? And I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. and uh, and yeah, and I I mean I'm sure he had you know good reason didn't tell me that until much later, but um yeah so his ex his first wife his ex wife was she was insane she and then um my older sisters would tell me about her their mother and she would do fucked up shit i mean she was emotionally abusive and physically abusive you know crazy alcoholic drug addict yeah. but she would do shit like um she'd be partying and and doing all the shit she uh she would give them cocaine when they were like really young like just like i don't know how she would slip them cocaine but i guess apparently cocaine has an like an adverse effect on children yeah. Where oh, it, definitely. It, instead of making it you really hyper, that makes them tired and go to sleep. And she didn't want to deal with them, so she gave him some coke to make him pass out, so she could keep partying with whoever the fuck she was partying with. And she would just do fucked up shit. Dude, like what the fuck? You yeah. Fucking crack babies. Like you fuck or just crack children. Uh, I mean, they were probably. Them. I mean, they 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 weren't. They were probably like eight years old at the time, six. But I mean, still, that's too. I mean, you shouldn't be doing cocaine at all, but. You shouldn't be giving your kids that at that young an age with undeveloped brains. Yeah. But actually, they turned out great. They're both, you know, have families and they're both have children and they're they, great mothers. I wonder how but um, long like they took like I wonder if it like No, nah, I'm just fucking around. No, no, so kids. check it out. So kids. basically what the how he uh you know had dealt with this situation was um um he, like at some point during this child custody shit she was getting his ex-wife like he could tell she was getting sick of being a mother she was she didn't she didn't enjoy all the you know work that came with you know uh parenthood yeah. and um 
he was like, hey, look, um, I can tell, you know, you don't want to be, you know, dealing with the kids and blah, blah, blah. He's like, how about, and he had his own business, you know, um, I'll get into the business he had later, but he was like, how about I offer you this what X sum of money to, for you to sign the children over to me for full custody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she was probably hurting for cash. Because she would do his, he told me his his ex wife would do this stuff where she would be in one part of L.A. and she would just rip off all the drug dealers in that whole area for their drugs or money or whatever. And then w during around the time when all these drug dealers were like pissed at her and trying to, you know, like you know, she was kind of basically greenlit in that yeah. one part of L.A. She'd just relocate into some other part of L.A. I'd go from Pasadena to Glendale to fucking you know this downtown to Hollywood, and she just jumped from part of LA to part of LA and then every, when she'd relocate she'd just rip off all the drug dealers there and then when it you know when shit got hot she'd move to another place and she'd live in you know a tent by the beach I mean, she was fucking nuts and um so I guess at the time she was hurting for cash and she was like yeah yeah I'll fucking sign over the kid just give me the money so my dad literally drove over to where she was staying and he even told me he's like he, he had a gun on him because he he's like I didn't know if she was going to have some thugs there waiting for him to just beat him up and take his money and say, fuck you or what, you know, whatever. Cause, and so, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't going to like shoot anybody, but he's just for defense. And so he goes over there, has, you know, has the money, has all the legal documents. And he, she's like, you got the money? And he's like, yeah, you've got to sign the contract first. So she signs it, signs over the kids to him. He gives her the money and he goes to my, uh, you know, my two, his two daughters, my older sisters he's like here pack up your shit we're leaving and they pack up as much shit as they can and they get in the you know his, his fucking hippie van and they ride away and you know they're just fucking you know they're all just crying and just you know it's traumatic experience but you know what's even more fucked up is that you know th uh that those two half sisters of mine they have a half sister because their mom had a child with another man so, like, I have no relation to their half-sister, but um, they have a half-sister. And at the time, you know, he was starting to date my mom. And they were trying to encourage her to sign over custody to, her, you know, the other daughter that, you know, we had no relationship to. Yeah. But she wouldn't give her, she would not give up, she was not going to give up that one. Yeah. You know, that's all she had left. Um, and what's fucked up is, like, that... The, you know, that daughter ended up having to be raised by this shitty fucking parent. And, you know, she ended up, you know, becoming a horrible drug addict. And she was start you know, later in life was prostituting herself and, you know, at, you know trying to get a bunch of money. And, you know, and I, I honestly don't know what happened to her. But my dad's first ex-wife has passed away. She, I think it was cirrhosis of the liver. Eventually. Fuck out. Yeah. And uh, she's no longer with us on this earth anymore. But, um... Yeah, little backstory there. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry for this fucking segue. Um, but you know, that's the kind of shit you come to this podcast for. It's my fucked up life. But that was all before I was born. But hey, genetic predisposition for me dating crazy chicks. I'm gonna pass that along, that blame along to my my father. You know what? <laughs> Whether yeah. it's right or wrong, in I'm just kidding. Honesty, it's my fault. But in all honesty, this is why I refrain from chicks in general. Yeah, I mean, I should have done that. The only of times. time I've actually really got down with any chick because I've never 
Like, it was always fuck with me. It's not like I had ever a girlfriend, because all of them were crazy that I fucked anyways. I had girlfriends that were crazy. And there was only drugs. I don't know why. It's weird. I had the worst Sid and Nancy, Kurt and Courtney relationships. They were, ooh. They were pretty debaucherous. But, hey, we have some announcements to make. Uh, This is my... This would be the Nod Squad Unk Goes to Rehab episode. This is the last episode I will be recording before I am shipped off to rehab in, a, I guess, a few hours now. Fuck. Um, so, I wanted to make some announcements, and my good friend Marcus, who is, you know, I don't know, general, lieutenant, sergeant, I don't know what rank you are in the squad, but he's our, you know, in charge of all social media marketing managing aspects of uh this nod squad podcast wherever the f- whatever the fuck this is that we hey, do y'all, i'm fucked up well not no, really not on drugs no you're, drugs, fu- just, you're definitely fucked yeah, up I'm like just fucked up in general yeah. well yeah yeah I as mean, a person you know it's all good it's all good it's all good it's great we, aren't we all though aren't we all so um fuck i'm going to be going to the santa barbara rescue mission um i encourage anyone listening to write me letters or mail me a book even possibly about recovery ooh you don't have to i'm not saying you have to but if you did i'll give you extra fucking kudos and you just might get a fucking free t-shirt when they're pressed don't think i won't do it because i fucking will i won't forget that cuz see this is the thing he really needs books you guys I need books. <laughs> and I need, well, I need a lot. I need, I, it takes a lot to satisfy me, but we'll start with books. Oh, Not and, sexually, though. Maybe just like a... a no, I'm going to be going celibate for a whole year. Nah. You want to know why? Well, I'm going to jerk my gherkin. I'm jerking my gherkin, okay? We'll get that. I mean, but... Just don't co-ed fuck. Like I did. Oh, you're going to get me... Gonna <laughs> yeah, get yeah, okay, sorry. Okay, keep on going. Sorry, sorry. Go, 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 go. What I want to say. Oh, the um, the address for my rehab will be provided in the description of this podcast. So you don't have to do a Google search. But, I mean, you can just, if you wanted to, just Google Santa Barbara Rescue Mission. There's address right there. But address will be provided in the description. If you want to mail me letters, I would greatly appreciate it because, you know... I like attention. I'm a fucking... I've come to the... You know, I've come to the conclusion and, and accepted the fact that I am a total narcissist and in love with myself. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not also empathetic. I also love all of you. But I just lo- also am in love with myself. For his own personal gain. Not for my personal gain. Well, my personal gain is the dopamine release that I get from the f- positive feedback and attention. This is fix, you guys. This is my new drug addiction of choice. Fix. Love and admiration. (laughs) (laughs) At least I'm honest about it, though. I'm not a sociopath. I don't like, I don't like hurting the feelers of anybody. Yeah. I just am in love with myself. And I, you know, but I love others as well. Can't, is it that so wrong? Is that so wrong? Ladies and gentlemen. No, I don't think it is. Don't get me worked up because I will talk about that some more. So, yeah, you know, I guess that's all I want to say. Um, oh, 
I'll be on a 30-day blackout when I f- arrive to this rehab. And uh, for those of you who don't know or are not familiar with rehab, 30-day blackout basically means for the first 30 days, I'm there, I cannot leave, I cannot you know, uh, use the phones, I cannot be contacted, and I cannot contact anybody. I'm just programming for, you know, 30 days. I'm dealing, you know, so you, I will not be able to be reached for the first 30 days, but after I get out of blackout, then I will, you know, accumulate some more, you know, freedoms or privileges or what have you. I don't really know how this goes. I've never really been to a rehab, let alone 12 months. So about May 10th would be a perfect date to May 8th, probably. Well, I'm sure I'll I'll be able to get out of the the you know premises and walk to a library or you know access internet in some way mm. and update y'all. I think what I'm going to do is I shouldn't say this, but I will acquire a burner. Oh shit! And hide it in a gopher hole somewhere, or no, or, you know, somewhere safe, safe location, and I will vlog on YouTube my transition into responsibility, recovery, the fellowship, the steps, all that stuff. Who knows? Um, You know, so I'm going to be doing that. Um, And you, this will not be the last you hear of me. I'm, this is is, is too much fun. So um, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, what else do I want to say? Oh, so we just sent our, our RSS feed to Stitcher. So Stitcher users should be able to access Nod Squad. Um, we also submitted our feed to Anchor, which is an app that you know you can listen to podcasts on. You can make podcasts on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, it's got some... You know, it's got some bugs in here and there, but for the overall, for the most part, Anchor's awesome. And what I like about Anchor is that there is an option for all of you to leave us a voice message. So if you have a smartphone and you have, you know, enough storage on there to download the app Anchor, you should, because then you could listen to Nod Squad on it, but you can also leave us a voice message asking questions, you know giving me the attention I need for serotonin and dopamine spikes that I once would, um, you know, get from abusing drugs. Give him something else to stay clean for, basically. Well, is it really clean if I, you know, I don't know. I guess it, it's not, yeah. Yeah, because I'm just, it's going in my ear and into my brain and then... Ladies and gentlemen, our addict tendencies are never going to go away. Look, just take the drugs out of the picture. I know, but I need to learn how to deal with it in healthy ways, and this podcast is one of them. Yeah, So, if you're listening out there, and I'm talking to you, you whose ear holes are being penetrated by my voice right now, go... Because he's, like, ear-fucking you, basically. We didn't have to take it that far, Marcus, but... Yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) It's consensual, though, because they clicked play. So... (sighs) You guys love it. It's all right. This podcast is so fucked up. (laughs) But no, send us a voicemail, please, or send us an email, nodsquadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, uh, nodsquadpodcast at gmail.com. 
That's right. It's Nod Squad Podcast at gmail.com. Do, do, do. Have you seen those ASMR videos? Yes. What the fuck is up <laughs> with that shit? I, I, I don't have time for that. Um. So, yeah, I we love that shit. We'll read your email. We'll play your voicemail. If you have a dope story or a fucking, you know, you can either email it. Give us it your inquiries. Give us or something que- to or, talk about. Yeah, questions, whatever the fuck. I don't care. You could talk shit about us. I, hey. Gives us more stuff to read. Culture, I guess? We could take a poll, or we can make bets on whether I have hepatitis C or not. You know? That would be a good one. Who knows? Does Unk have hepatitis C? I might have had B in jail. There's a lot of poop floating around there. Who knows? I mean, drugs gotta go in through somewhere, and usually it's up the pooper. So... I'm gonna make sure I have gloves. Well, you know, of course there's a process, but... Poop, I mean, whatever. I, You love to distract me, don't you? SoundCloud. Uh, trying to get the podcast up on SoundCloud, but those bastards won't let anyone submit your feed from your current host. They're like, you have to use us as a host if you want. So I'm going to have to manually upload yeah. the episodes we've recorded to SoundCloud. And... We can't do that without a pro account. And a pro account costs a certain amount a month. So SoundCloud, I see what you're doing over there. Fuck you. Well, not fuck you, but you know, whatever. You're 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 working the capitalist game. Big ups, you know, I you know, whatever. Good hustle, but I I know I know how to get around your fucking little tactics. AKA fuck you. There's so many different ways to like run a fucking RSS feed. It's like I don't even can't believe I even understand this shit. Fuck you, we're better than you. Marcus, do you have to be like that right now? You're getting me worked up. I'm getting a little... My body temperature's increasing. But no. Oh, we might actually... We'll, we'll, let's do this. We'll yeah. either up, we'll upload the episodes manually to SoundCloud, or we'll have just short stories, and we'll just air the short stories. Actually, that's a pretty good way to have it for the, uh, for the SoundCloud as it aired. Especially if you just have it on the go and just like as an update, that'll be right. Good. Brain. Well, we'll we'll think about that when yeah, we get. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll bake that cookie when we get to the oven, so to speak. Yes, exactly. I just made that up, but whatever. Um. So, uh, what else do I want to say? Oh. Um. We have. I've been fucking tire tirelessly doing mix downs and edits on all the fucking. You know, recordings we have stored in the vault, and there are many. Um, yes, there are. It's kind of fuckery. It, it, yeah, it's Tom fuckery. Yeah, it really is. Um, basically, so even though I will be away for 30-day blackout, at the very least, you out there, the brethren and sestren of said squadron, will still be receiving a new podcast every week. Yes, I said it. And, uh, you know, I am apologize for all the times. I took three weeks to upload one episode. That was very, you know, um, negligent of me. But, get this, I have, over the past weekend, gotten at least four or five done. Mm-hmm. And they will be uploaded for scheduled posting. Which means they're uploaded, but they will not be released or published until a certain date. Um... 
What day of the week should we upload every week, Marcus? Mm, Saturday. You know what? I was thinking the same thing. Saturday night, maybe. You see, a lot of podcasts do that already, right? So maybe, what about Wednesday, hump day, when they're like... Uh, they're waiting for all the other podcasts, and they're like, what the fuck? I want my fucking other podcast. And they're like, you know what? Well, here's, you know, some of our... Or Monday. Yeah. We'll figure out the day. Yeah, we'll figure out the day. I don't know. But once It'll a week... we very soon. Once a week, you will get a new Nod Squad. Uh, and we have a lot of very vibrant, colorful guests who have come on so far. And to all of you that have... Uh, come on the Nod Squad podcast and ha- and ha- our, our episodes have not aired yet. They will be. Believe me, I will get my fucking return on each and every one of my recordings in the vault because I am very selfish and greedy. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm There's not, some I'm fucked up things in the vault, you guys. Be careful. Oh, we have one. Episode very, very fucked up one <laughs> that I recorded with you. Yes, and it is <laughs> the up. most fucked up thing I have ever done yes, in my life. Now, you know, you're, I'm sure your heads are spinning with ideas of what that could be. I'm not giving out any fucking, you know, hints of what it is. But just know, I recorded the story of the most fucked up thing I've ever done. And I am not going to release it until I extort what I want out of my squadron. (laughs) I need, and this is what I need. I need more numbers on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter mainly, and eventually YouTube subscribers. I need more of all that. I need more plays, more downloads, but more importantly, I need more engagement from all you out there. I know your lives are busy. I get it. But please, please send us an email. Give us an iTunes review. Send us a voicemail on the Anchor thingy. Oh, uh, what the fuck else was I going to say? I don't remember. (sighs) Drugs have damaged my brain a little bit. That's all right. That's why I don't talk too much anymore. And that's all I do. Um, so, yeah, dude, I'm putting you... Well, you're already our social media marketing manager. Marcus, if you see a post in the next 30 days, it's not from me. It's from Marcus. He's taking over uh, all posting and you know promotions for said podcast. Oh, we have a Discord. Why don't you go check it out? There's group chat. Sometimes... We, you know, we have done this thing. It's a, you know, a social experiment, if you will, mm. where we have multiple people on the group chat and we record it as a party podcast, but not, it's a sober party podcast. Yeah. Even though I used to relapse and get high, but not no, not no more. Not no more. <laughs> anyway, so um, <clears throat> some of the future episodes we have... Um, fuck, we have CG Kid, who's got a great YouTube channel with a lot of informative information about drug experiences and addiction experiences. Um, he was fucking wonderful. Glad I got him on the podcast. Shout out CG Kid. You're the man. Uh, we have, let's see, we have a bunch of people from the Dopey Nation that have come on. 
my homie Tyler, who apparently lives 30 miles north of me in a, a town. Wow. Who knew? Tyler, you're awesome. Shout out to you. Your episode will be out soon. Patrick, all the way in the great land of Switzerland. He's got a story. He's got quite the story about, um, well, we won't get into the story right now. It's pretty, it's pretty, crazy. it's pretty graphic. He, yeah. it is pretty crazy. He, he, uh, he sits on a mop handle and don't give him more. Don't all right. That's more. all. That's it's all you get. Much. That's all you get. It's too much. It's too much. Um, oh, Jeremy. Shout outs to Jeremy doing it big in aloe. Bob Forrest's, um, you know, Woo-hoo, rehab. Bob yeah, dude. He's there right now at Silver Lake. I've been talking to him on the phone. If you're listening, Jeremy, your episode will be up soon. Shout outs to you. You're doing it big. And the boofing memes will be commencing. They're coming on our Instagram. Because the way I see it is, I think it's the damn needles and syringes that are causing a lot of the overdoses. It's the fentanyl too. I'll give you that. But those damn syringes out there, they're causing relapse. And if they had just broke that needle tip off and boofed it up their butt, they may not have relapsed. So I'm on a campaign. I'm on this. I'm blazing hot on the trail of this campaign. As controversial as it might sound. Well, more taboo. More taboo, yeah. It's the Just Boof It campaign, right? Kind of like Nike, just do it. Just boof it. Because I've boofed it a couple times. Just a couple. And it's not gay. Okay? I'm just saying. I know you're looking at me. It's actually a better way, technically, of entering something in your system. Well, it's safer. It's a lot safer, but you also can get more into your system. it, It enters. You get high almost as fast. It's the second fastest way of absorbing it into your body. And, you know, if you think about it. I mean, a syringe is not that fucking big. And when I was, like, constipated from heroin, opioids, you know, abuse, for and I'd be constipated for weeks on end, after a few days of, you know, coming off, I'd make a release, and the size of what came out of my body was, like... Impossible. Well, it hurt and tore me up a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I'll have to inspect it and be like, how does something hurt that bad? It was definitely bigger than a porn star's unit, right? But it was poop, right? So... It was a BBC... Uh, that's much poop. bigger, right? So, I mean... Yep, there's a big black cock of a boof. Well, more... It's poop, so it's brown. Or poop, yeah, basically, but, like... As a kind of like, it, but it was exit only that. Yeah, that's the exit. That's the, exit. Remember that specifically. So you know, a little a little syringe in the pooper. What's the what's the harm? You know. Yeah, there's there's not. If it's harm. gonna save a life, ladies and gentlemen, Marcus. Well, I mean, boof it, yes. I'm just kidding. Don't do drugs at all. But if you're gonna do drugs, just don't do needles and boof it. But this will save a life. I mean, obviously, uh, these are jokes. I hope they're funny. I hope they're funny. You know, boofing just makes me laugh. Just this word, boof. I like it. It's got a good ring to it. It's got boof. a boof. 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 <laughs> Don't use a turkey baster, though. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the 
fuck is wrong with my mind? My imagination's so fucked up. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Um, <clears throat> who else? Oh, a local hero, Katie, comes on. She has worked at um, needle exchanges. She's worked at, with countless um, programs that implement harm reduction. <clears throat> she had a lot of very informative things to say. She's on my good friend for over 20 years, Wack, comes on, tells some stories. Shout out, Wack, You're the man. The infamous On the Run episode with my co-host, Ryan. I know I've been promising to upload it, but I mean, it's like fucking four fucking hours. But that, that will be up as well. And then after... I might split that one up into two, but after that, we'll have me and Ryan, I mean, after I get out on Blackout, Ryan and I will be, once a week, recording new podcasts. I even have um, the host of the Thoughts of a Relapsing Drug Addict podcast come on. Uh, that was a long one. That's going to have to be two parts as well. You know, and then, you know, a bunch of other people. I have a so many uh, I have so many recordings in the vault. It's not even fucking funny, dude. So we'll we'll throw those up, and so you're gonna get the content that you hopefully enjoy. But with that out of the way, oh, one more thing. The Nod Squad hit list. We have a hit list out there. Be careful, y'all. <laughs> We're out for you. No, no uh, it's not like that, dude. But it's like we've made this hit list of. No, it's definitely with AKs. What? Like, AKs. case. Why not? Can you can we not get terrorist threats on this podcast? Wait, what? Did you say AK? Yeah, AKs. I hope you mean Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Yeah. All right. I, I just made that up. What animal makes that noise? Just tell me kind of Come on, Jordan Marcus. You might be asking yourself out there, what is the Nod Squad hit list? Well, the Nod Squad hit list is a well, it comp- it comprises of a list of higher profile, I guess celebrities or entertainers, whatever the fuck people that are way above my pay grade that I want to either have on the podcast or maybe like wiggle my way into their podcast. I don't know. I got elbows. I can make my He'll way in slide there. Sliding the DMs. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll try. I'm fucking. You know, I'm game. So, this hit list, right? This is where I need you guys' help as well. Because these people... I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be able to do this really that well right now. Because I'll be in rehab. But it will happen soon enough. Oh, yes. But that's where I need your guys' help as well. Because if we get the numbers up, these higher profile, higher profile people will be like, oh. He's fuck with them. Fuck with a bull. I need I need to be fuck with a bull. Is that yeah? That's yeah, fuck a, that's a, yeah. That's that's. We'll the even word. make that a hashtag. Fuck with a bull. Not fuck with a bull. Fuck. They they they're most certainly fuck with a bull. We'll just take the C out so it doesn't look too bad, and we'll put in one more. Fuck with a bull. We'll take out hashtag a, fuck with a bull. We'll yeah. take out a C and put in another C somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. No 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 no. That's too many. That's that's revealing too much, Marcus. Um. So, right now on the Nod Squad hit list, who do we have? Well, we have Bob Forrest. Uh, shout outs to Bob. I actually 
got into his, I actually did slide into his DMs. Wow. And okay. We just haven't set a date. I would love to get Bob on. Um, and I wanted to kind of talk with him about the intricacies of what, you know, what goes on inside of rehabs, uh, what methods or techniques ha- have been, you know, shown to be successful or unsuccessful with um, recovery and, you know, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, sobriety. last time I was in rehab, man, shit. Because there's some shady rehabs out yeah, there. Yeah, there Let's, is. There really is, you guys. I um, mean, just to let you guys when know. you're looking for a rehab, you kind of have to do your homework because some are kind of shit. Yeah, they are. Um, and, but, and some are good. I mean, Bob Forrest is probably one of the best, from what I've seen, one of the best aloes, one of the best rehabs yep. out there. Dude, so Most of my rehabs that I went to was only on the East Coast, thank goodness, but even then. But Bob Forrest is like a smart motherfucker. Like, I, Oh, yeah, Bob Forrest, Bob Forrest. He's, yeah, he's Bob. Yeah. He's Bob Force. That's yeah. all I can say. Who else do we want to get? Uh, Brandon Novak. Um, I know you're a busy man, but you know I'd love to wax poetically about recovery or whatever the fuck you know debauchery. I don't you know anything. Um, who else? Uh, Allie from Dope Sick Nation, that Vice show that was highly entertaining. Uh, she actually agreed to come on, and then I had waited way too long to you know slide into those DMs and. I haven't gotten a response yet, but we'll see. Who uh, who the fuck else? Oh, you know who I was tweeting with the other day? What? Who? My man Duncan Trussell. Oh shit. Um. No way. And I okay, okay, I okay. may have been mistaken. I may have been mistaken, but uh. That's like you're talking about like high high grade names here. I well, mean, see, Duncan is a cool. He, he's popular. Duncan Trussell. The. The famous. Dog. There's only one. Yeah, I know. But see, he's a cool motherfucker, and he's humble and successful, and I like that. And he, he's a he's a very intelligent, wise man, who uh, happens to knows. Do... He's done a lot of psychedelics. He's toured with the dead, and he's got some stories. But damn, that's cool. If I'm not mistaken, I thought I could have sworn in these uh, Twitter tweet backs back and forth. He wanted to have me on his podcast, Duncan. If you're listening. I'd love to be on your podcast, and I'll talk about... And you know what? I found out Duncan's got one ball, too. We are... Me and Duncan are uniball brothers. Didn't know that, did you? Bro, he's straight gonna hit you back up. I mean, when you're when you're fucking... Dude, that's like a... That's single the, ball brothers. That's a different deal. That's, a, that's like you a share personal a connection. connection you they share a connection. You can't top that. We're connected by the nutsack. You, you clapped a little too hard, and that hurt my ball sack, even though it was nowhere near my ball sack. That just made you uncomfortable, I know. No. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I don't know who else. I think that's it for right now. That's the hit list so far. But, um, that's where I need your guys' help. Uh, because when the time, when I, when, no, don't do it yet, you guys, but when I give the signal... I'm going to need tweets. I'm going to need people in the squad to tweet at said members of the Nod Squad hit list. Tweet at them. Be kind. Put on the charm. Put on the charisma. Be like, hey, man, you should go on the Nod Squad podcast because it's, like, edgy. Don't don't you want to be edgy, man? (laughs) That sounds stupid. No, don't. don't. That's too corny. Yeah, that was a little corny. Don't don't, don't do what I did, but, you know, you, you get the idea. So, I mean... 
Uh, I don't know what the fuck else to announce. Um, hopefully, we'll get up on Discord more because you can do live streaming. We want to get our Twitch account up, and I want to somehow, I don't know, maybe once every couple weeks or a month, I want to do a, a DJ mix live stream from Twitch. Which and is a huge treat for YouTube all you live. lovers. I mean, yeah. Dude, you don't. We'll see. Hey, he's he's. You guys, he's sleeping on his mixing game. He's at least you don't. Dope. Oh, I know. I, I. He's pretty fucking dope, dude. Just gotta say that right now to all your not. I had you. Over I, I when squad last time I was chopping it up on the mixer, you had a straight O face, Marcus. You bro, were like, oh, bro. I was literally like, my brain's on a trip right now. I was I like, know. I was getting every single I was even, pleasure point in my mind. At the same time, it was like I was massaging my fucking the brain. the wrinkles of your mind, dude. Dude, your third eye, weird. dude. The, literally that intimate, like it, like I was kind of weirded out by it when he said it. I but, know, but, but it's but it's, it's true, like, right? It's true. It's true. I mean, kind of, maybe. I don't know. Well, you just sleep on it. <laughs> call me in the morning. <laughs> don't. I mean, don't call me in the morning, but you get whatever. I'd be afraid I wouldn't get an answer back. I know I am kind of fucking lazy, but that's for another day. I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah, that's, oh, well that, yes. Um, yeah, but that's basically it. Thank you guys for all that you, all the positive feedback, all the feedback of any kind. I appreciate, I love, um, you know, you guys are fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, like, what else can I say? I, I fucking, every time I get feedback from you guys, it's the fuel that keeps me doing whatever the fuck it is that this is. And, uh, trust, I'm not gonna fucking stop because I'm a fucking hopeless ad drug addict. And this is my new addiction. Just know, to just get on a deeper level for all y'all, mm. this will be something one day. It already is something right now. What do you oh, know? man. Well, I mean, why? Well, okay, let me rephrase that. How dare you? It's, uh, it is something, but it's going to be so massive of a movement. Oh, my God. We're going to take over the world. I'm going to be... Nod Squad is going to be on your front doorstep. Well, we'll be part of... with you. We'll be part of Parliament. Inside your ass. I'll be... Can you... God damn it. It had to kind of get graphic a little bit. Uh, come no, on. This is it's one. already been pretty graphic so far. Well, I already talked about boofing. Women slide on my DMs. Wow. That's why you're my friend, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck do you have to get so ridiculous right now? I'm trying to be serious. This is a very serious This target. is very serious. Get my professional Haven't you heard on. the intros? Um, Alright, just a real, real quick shout-out list. I have, wow, this is a really fucking long shout-out wrist. You wrote it. I did, but I mean... Okay, I want to shout-out some people. And uh, these are people who have engaged with me and put up with my fucking childish, immature ways, you know, and uh, they still love me, even though I've done some horrible, shitty things, which are not that bad. Yeah. Let's get, let's get, I mean, let's be real. Not that bad, but, you know, you guys still put up with me, and I love you. Uh, Catherine. <laughs> I don't know, Catherine's my best fucking friend out of, like, 
like anybody. She fucking put up with my fucking dumbass fucking dysfunctional ass for so long. I love you, Catherine. You're fucking awesome. Uh, Andrew, thank you for all the advice and wise words. Paulina, you for like you know you you helped me like get in touch with people to find rehabs to go to. Thank you, both Colleen's. Um, like you're awesome. Uh, one the one Colleen is like basically my sister. We've just come to terms that she's my fourth sister. And you know which Colleen you are, so thank you. Uh, Hot Wheels, you're the fucking man. Uh, I know I'm fucking... I, I Sometimes I don't get back to like hitting people up, but we always fucking pick up where we left off. You know, uh, fucking Ben... Uh, oh, I just have to say, Ben, you got two years clean recently, so we're going to hit you with... Uh, some applause, but no, no, I mean, we're going to add them in post, but we can, we can give them applause with, you know, the old fashioned way too, along with the, the sample, the sampled audio applause that we sometimes, yeah, good for you, two years, I'm proud of you, man, you deserve it, and I got your back, um, you know, Justin, he's, he's got some fucking good DJ gigs going on, good for you, man, um, you know, I, I've been there for you. You've been there for me. Hopefully get to, you know, hang out with you and chop it up on the mix. The ones and twos, as they say. Yep. Okay. That's what they do. That's what the kids call them. Um, who the fuck else? Patrick, you know, for, uh, dropping truth bombs on me left and right. Um, oh, uh, peeling back the, the, uh, the lid of, of my third eye, as we say. Uh, he's, he's been there, you know, very supportive, helping me out. Um, fuck, uh, who else? Um, you know, Tyler, shout outs, being a homie. Um, Tara, fucking, who else? Uh, and then these, a bunch of people who had just, you know, sent, said nice things to me or messaged me. Uh, you know, Joe, or Jody, Taya, Nathan, uh, Steve, Melanie, James, Courtney, Dominic, Daniel, Brittany, William, Tony. Um, I, uh, this, I fucking fuck up this person's pronunciation. <laughs> so, Alright. Does that sound like Vox DeVoe? Yeah, or it does. Or Vo DeVoe? Or Vox DeVox? I think it's Vox DeVoe. Yeah, I think it's DeVoe. But see, I don't, I'm an, I'm uneducated, ladies and gentlemen. So, I'm almost illiterate, but... I can, I, I get by, you know, I mean, what, what can I say? Marcus is shaking his head at me. <laughs> oh, and Jeremy, obviously Jeremy, doing it big in aloe. Um, just boof it, right? Yep, just boof it, y'all. Don't do drugs, kids. Oh, yeah. We're going to, we're going to be handing out Nikes to all the boofing kids out there. That's cool. No, I don't know what the fuck this is. That, that, I think I ran that joke in the ground. I was, uh. Just joking. Just know that personally, I don't, I don't, I'm terrible with jokes. <laughs> well, that's good to know now yeah. that we're like an hour into this shit. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything else. Like, I mean, we have a couple things else to talk about. Um, I just, this is the farewell episode. So, you know, I've been kind of debating how to format these podcasts because I've been experimenting with ways, different ways to do it because I'm such a fucking unorganized D-bag. But, He's actually a perfectionist, y'all. Well... I'm like lazy, but I have OCD and I'm like, dude, 
uneducated, but I'm like a passionate. Genius perfectionist, aka. I don't know. You're too kind. But really, I'm. I'm just a hype guy. Ignore me. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll edit you out and post. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, no, because how how I did it. How I've done it in like different episodes is like I have a guest on. Sometimes I'll have an intro before I introduce the guest and then an outro. Sometimes I'll have no intro and just have the fucking, you know, the the phone interview and then have an outro outro. Sometimes I'll just have the phone interview. So I'm trying to think I thought maybe what if I did it like just do the phone interviews for episodes and then have one long episode that just me talking about you know updates with my life i don't fucking know you guys help me out what do you think how do you think we can improve this because i barely know what the fuck i'm doing i'm behind the wheel of this fucking thing and i'm confused what do you guys want let us know give us feedback yeah give we're, us i mean we want to actually give you some good content and oh and yeah we will have t-shirts out we do have fucking some dope designs but I need money. And I know no one trusts me with any amount of money in the state I'm currently in. So after I get a good amount of clean time and can prove my worth and that I won't spend all that money on drugs, I'm going to find a way to fund t-shirts. Now, the our logo, our current logo, I don't think we can sell because it has the wonderful Uma Thurman's face on it in the background giving her O-face. Uh, oh, I thought that was cocaine, but I really snorted a bunch of heroin. China yep. white face. Um, I don't think... Uh, who, who did uh, Pulp Fiction? Uh, Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, Quentin Tarantino? I don't think Mr. Tarantino would be too fond of that. But maybe he might. Hey, who knows? But I don't think I can sell those, but I might be able to give them out as free gifts to the what I call the Purple Heart members of the squad, right? You can give it away for free, right? If you don't profit off of it. So, what? well, I think what I'm, I'm going to do, Marcus, is I'm going to do 100 press runs of those shirts. And then the other designs we have that I know you will like, I guarantee you will like them, but they are our own original designs that we can, you know, copyright or patent or whatever the fuck. We can sell those. So what my slogan is, I sell my t-shirts, or we sell our t-shirts, like a drug dealer sells his dope. First hit's free, but the second one is going to cost you. Now, I will, you know, draft up... If you don't give us our money, we're fucking coming to your door. Well, Marcus is. I'm fucking lazy, dude. And I'm kind of, I'm not that strong either. Well, fuck. I will just, I'll just grab, you know, what... We, I'll just call the other guy. I'm surprise you. Fuck. Well, Ryan's fucking buff. Like, what the fuck? I'm buff too. I fucking poke out eyes and fucking twist nipples and squeeze nut sacks to we'll get away. We'll just extort you with the women. I mean, you're gonna you're extort gonna, me. No, not you. Oh, okay, uh, good. Uh, other way around. Other way around. <sighs> we'll just let Thank you God. do the, let you do the torturing and the fucking. But anyway, we'll draft up these terms and conditions when I get to it. I'm kind of a busy man right now with rehab and all. But t-shirts, hopefully soon. I got to get my life in order first. Um, I don't think... Oh, okay, so uh, three other things. And these are just... I have nothing to do with the podcast. This my life. So I just found out 
my good friend, we'll call him D. Uh, he was in a story I submitted to Dopey Podcast. Hopefully that airs. Uh, I thought it was, you know, quite tit- titillating. But uh, my my friend D, he's looking at some heavy fucking time. Oh, I haven't told you this. So, you know, when I was in my active addiction, I get a call from my friend D, right? Oh, I guess it's a story time. It's story time, ladies and gentlemen. I get a call from my friend D during my, uh, my, my active drug use and addiction from this last relapse. And he's trying to get me to do some... Well, I won't get into that because that might be incriminating. But he he's he's get he's gotten himself into some trouble, and uh, he was the police had you know not not too long ago because he had gone MIA like for a month, and I was like, didn't know where he was, couldn't get a hold of him, and I was thinking, I think he got locked up with the stuff he was getting in the kinds of things he was getting involved in. I was pretty convinced that he would eventually lead him to the loving arms of the law and judicial system. And apparently he has, what had happened is he was uh, passed out in his car and police said, you know, found him and passed out in his car with, with three firearms and a very large amount of various drugs. Was he under the influence also? I'm sure. I mean, he was passed the fuck out. Uh, so he is, he's out of jail at least. And, um, I think he had, he had gone to a rehab and now he's in a sober living somewhere in an undisclosed location. I won't give out that information, but, um, he's looking, I mean, he's, he's sober at least. And him and I have kind of gotten clean at the same time. And he reached out to me and, you know, um, I'm going to be, you know, supportive as I can of him, um, but he's looking at some heavy time. Yeah. So I don't know what the... F- it just It's kind of heavy, dude. And I don't know what the fuck... To see even... I don't even know how to comment on it. Because it's like... You know, like, I've had... I have had a few friends that are have, done, have gotten themselves involved in some hardcore shit. Just because of a relapse. Like, you know... Yeah. Uh, so-and-so who uh, had gotten, you know... In, involved in this heavy judicial fucking court battle that yes. we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was just from a fucking relapse. And then, and this is the same thing. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. So, but at least he's sober and he's in a, you know, sober living house. And, you know, he's uh, practicing, you know, this, this, the way of NA, I guess. Um, and I... I'm just fucking flabbergasted over it. I'm just like, fuck, this, this has been my friend for fucking over 20 years. Yeah. And uh, so I hope, like, he, I, I just, I don't know. I can only hope that it, it turns out for the best. I mean, he didn't fucking hurt anybody. I mean, he, I, yeah, he did have guns. He's probably looking at probably a good amount of years. Yeah. I don't even want to say. Um, fucking, yeah. And I just... I just had to fucking shout out D. I, I I'm sending I'm sending him, you know, the best wishes, and I hope he makes it through, dude, because he's a good fucking person, and um, you know, it just fucking sucks, dude. It just fucking sucks when shit like that happens, cause, dude, jail sucks already, but looking at heavy heavy time like that, 
really fucking sucks. Like, it fucking... fucking I can't even fucking wrap my head around it. It's life-changing. Yeah. To where you don't feel normal when you're on the outside. You're like... You're stuck. You're, you're, yeah, you're reprogrammed. You got a different type of mentality. Your brain is now rewired to think that jail, the jail, you know, like, environment is, like, home. It's fucked up, dude. So, I just am wishing him the best. Um, and that's all I can really say about that. I don't even know what the fuck to say about that other than that. Um, you know, uh, someone in, um, the NA or the recovery group around here was just recently found dead of a gunshot wound, um, in, uh, a neighboring town of Oceano and Oceano's, I mean, if it was going to happen anywhere, I guess it would happen in Oceano. Should we, we can release his name. It was, it's all over the news. Yeah. Danny Fuentes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Danny Fuentes. Um, uh, I've met him a few times. It's, it's sad. Yeah, and I mean, I've I I've talked to him at, at meetings before and stuff. I mean, I I've known him, not like I haven't been the closest with him throughout the years. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but just knowing where he's what he's about, where he's from, it's very much like a brotherhood when you're in there. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of uh, shout out to that guy, man, uh, and his family, and to uh, and to all the people that knew him, especially in the NA family, and. Uh, we we're you're the best man, and uh, yeah, thank I you for trying to get thank you for getting your life straight and trying to get your life straight and lead others to it. You know as best you could. Yeah, and I don't know the I don't know the details surrounding any of this. I just know that I I've just heard that you know, I fucking heard that he he was fucking murdered. You know, and um, it's fuck. <sighs> it's really fucked up, you guys. Yeah, and and, and dude, th- like I don't know if it's just like. The the it's just like weird. This the probably zi- deeper shit than what we think. Well, no, and the thing is, Marcus, the zeitgeist of these times, these current last six months, have been dark as fuck, dude. Like that yeah, was a lot of deaths. The way that it's going down. Yeah, and like so many people who are doing so well have down. have just fall dropping like fucking flies. The squad, the local squad here, is not doing that good, and it I'm. My heart goes out to all of you out there. If if you're a local squad member and you're listening to this right now, you know, I love you. Please be safe. Please don't die. You know, um, be like... Smart. You guys, like, there's someone out there, despite what you think, that loves you. Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't even hold grudges or anything if someone who... If who it, cares when you're dead? Yeah, you know, exactly. Who cares when you're dead, bro? Straight up. Like, it doesn't matter what deeper shit or anything who cares when you're dead you're dead and you do have somebody that affects you and your family or whatever you got somebody yeah that i probably know maybe or not or whatever but just someone you have an effect on somebody doug and you are always as long as you're got like air in your lungs you are able to have a positive impact on someone else's life you know it doesn't matter about your past you can always do good you you could be a good guy at one point and it changes a person's life from a one-person action. Exactly. Despite whether or not you want it for personal gain or not. If it affects that person, it affects that person. I couldn't agree more. And um, it's just like, it's really sad. I don't want to like fucking drop names of who is doing well and who has fallen off because that doesn't fucking matter. It just... It's the principle. It's like, the, the, the anyone out there listening, you, you guys know who you are. And I'm not... 
dude, I'm, I'm never going to judge anyone. Cause look at me, I fucking relapsed. And you know, I, the self-hatred I felt about that could, it, no one could top it. I thought worse thoughts about myself than anyone could possibly think of me combined with every, anyone else who fucking thought horrible thoughts about me didn't come close to the amount of shittiness I felt towards myself. I remember one time my friend, uh, I used to live in sober living and I was getting my first, uh, I had a little bit, almost about about one year. Uh-huh. And uh, I was living at a house that was here locally. And uh, I remember one day a guy was just working. I remember just a guy just w- working one day. I'm not going to drop his name. Uh, but uh, the guy was a really good dude, you know what I mean? And he was a guy that I looked up to at the time, did some pretty heavy time. Uh, and came back, and guy was always kind of depressed. You could tell, like he's trying to get his stuff straight, but he never could stay around for too. He was uh, you he, could tell it was always something on the back of his mind. Yeah. But uh, we had a few people that were tight in the house at the time, and we were doing all well. Some of them are doing good, some of them aren't. But uh, one day he just decided one day it was just random as fuck, and we went to go try to shake him out of bed, and he just found a needle in his damn arm. He just didn't he's wake dead. up. Zed didn't wake up, bro. Oh, and, I, uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, we know. And uh, I was in that house in the same room. You, you, Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, shit. I was with I that when know. that happened. But uh, that's just... Uh, just know you have a positive impact no matter what you say on somebody. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, and you know, like, if you're in recovery and someone you know or you know is close to you has, you know, fallen off and relapsed, you, I mean... I, I perfectly understand wh- why certain people have, you know, placed healthy boundaries on, you know... The, to help the protect me, themselves. To protect yeah, themselves. I respect that, and I don't blame anybody for that. But don't fucking kick someone when they're down. Yeah. You know, like, just respectfully say, look... Peace, I, love, positivity. I just, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I, I mean, at the, at the very least, the good I'm extracting from this relapse is that... The losses I, I fucking, ha- I, I received fr- um, from this last relapse were the very losses that inspired me to get the help that I needed. And, um, and at least there's that. Because I sh- should be fucking dead. I should be fucking dead. Dude, I would do fucking shots of dope, Marcus, and immediately hold Narcan in my nose. To and somehow think and fool myself into thinking, oh, I could fucking, I could fucking Narcan myself if I fell out. No, I'm a fucking idiot, dude. And uh, yeah, and I, I feel horrible for relapsing, right? Um, and I don't ever want anyone to think that I'm like promoting drug use on here. I say that every episode, but it's like. There's a serious aspect to what we're talking about. Well, here. yeah, I mean, we're just show we're just peeling the curtain back. This is the lives of fucking drug addicts, ladies and gentlemen. And some people can relate, and some people may get a better understanding of of what it's like living our lives, or why we turn to drugs to cope with the traumatic experiences that we may have faced. Really, in all in our honesty, it's upbringing. hard to keep the time that we have, and any time at all, substantially, is a miracle. No, and yeah, exactly. I mean. So many people like go out and relapse. It's so the 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 the, the fucking statistics are so fucking crazy, yep. astronomical. That if you have any clean time at all, it's a fucking miracle, and I'm so proud of you. And like we do make jokes on this podcast, yeah, 
We try to like crack jokes because I mean we try to. We're addicts, bro. We try to make the best of a shitty yeah, situation, religion. but we do have some dark moments too, and we show it all. So I'm. I mean. Like, I mean, whatever. I hit you with the highs. I hit you with the lows. I fucking, I show you what it is, you know? And, um, I'm, but don't ever think I'm encouraging anyone to do anything. Like, I don't, I would rather people don't do drugs. But I honestly, in my opinion, is that kids out there are going to do drugs, whether I tell them to or not. But I'm, this is my thing is like, I'd prefer you didn't do drugs, but if you are going to do drugs, no matter what I say, try and be as safe as possible. Try and like do research because I think now, currently, drugs are more dangerous than they've ever been in oh, history. Oh yeah, ever, and it's ever. not the same. Even no. we, it's not like, the same. We thought it was is now genetically modified, and they want to say it's not as well. Fuck no, that it's shit. not. Not even that. It's that the THC levels are so fucking high that they don't even have like accurate studies on the effects on the fucking brain dude it's i mean so whatever like <sighs> just know that that it's just it's not the same as it was before and just know that the that nowadays if you're if you're a person who's older or you know anybody else and listen to this or your friend or something you're not going to get to a person by dogmatically telling them you need to get clean be there for them and, and it's listen, not your and, timing and it's not your timing of whether or not and they listen get to clean. them and listen, and to, listen them. to them you know, like, it's like, you know, uh, my co-host Ryan, when I was talking to him during my, you know, my last relapse, he was like, look, bro, we were only trying to use the only tools we knew we had at that time, you know, but there are tools you can develop to fucking, you know, get through it, man. And um, there is help out there. Unfortunately, you're going to, I mean... Like there are, there are more. There's more honest and some dishonest help out there. So you really have to be smart and do your research to find the best help you can. Um, and personally, for those who've had like experiences with trying to get more and more, because I know, I mean, and all of a sudden for for me, some rehab works for some people. Some of it doesn't. I've been through so many rehabs; it's crazy. And uh, I had to learn for the hard way. And the only thing that really I found was a problem. This is personally because other people get cleaned in different ways. But uh, I'm talking about for the ones who are a lot like me. Um, you got an internal, internally empty spiritual problem, bro. Um, a malady. So sometimes you're, you're something. Sometimes, sometimes it's sometimes another way. In just all honesty, is finding looking internally, you know, and finding out what the fuck's really wrong, and that there is tools to ignite whatever. You're uh, definitely not satisfied. You're something, not satisfied, yeah. dude. There's something missing, and uh, you've been looking for that your whole life, or whoever is listening on here. And uh, you're going to find it as long as you look for it and you ask for it and you're ready for it. So, you know, everyone out there listening, just know whether you are in, you know, you're really, you know, confident and strong in your recovery or whether you're currently struggling out there. Nod Squad loves you and we, you know, we feel for you. We understand. We empathize because um, we've been there as well. And we never judge because we've we've done some fucked up shit as well, mm -hmm. so we'll just leave it at that. Um, what else did I? I wanted to say two just random things. There's a body found in fucking Paso. Oh, in that few, pond. Just like two days ago. Yep. And he was like in his twenties. Yep, yep. You would be like you would think there is like this is would be like L.A. or something or like a major city because yeah. dude, there's oh, people. 
I don't know. Uh, I'll, I was talking to a, uh, a local around here lately. Yeah. Not anything that has to do with all that, but he basically said like he's a legitimate local. He's, he's born around here. Yeah. And he was saying, he's like, I think in his 30s now, but he was talking about how like all of a sudden, dude, it used to not be like this. And all of a sudden people started like getting hard at nowhere, like when, like for no fucking reason at all, basically. And basically like he's noticed the pattern where... What do you think is causing that shit? That's though? what I'm saying, dude. That's like what makes me wonder, like, what are that? I just not sure if it's because it could be it could be a, a like a combination of things. I think it it's it's the influence of things around us and like in the big cities and knowing like how much uh, influence of like all different types of stuff of people's, which it shouldn't have been taken that way. I'm not taking any knocks on like on what the music tells us. It's the stories for a reason and they're there, but I think people take it too personally to the point where they feel like they have to act all hard themselves well, on top of out. the drugs and they feel like that they're better in the, well, and it's now a more encouraged thing now. I think, yeah, I mean, we're living in a society and in a, in a world right now where, you know, being a fucking arrogant fucking dickhead is promoted and pushed up and praised. Yeah. And people get famous off dumb shit. Off some really dumb shit. Dude. And I, I, and it's it's like encouraged and like championed, I guess, in certain situations. And we give so many people a pass for doing just horrible oh, fucking. Things are backwards in this world. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make it's, any sense. It doesn't even make sense. It's backwards. Yeah, but, but oh, dude. Oh yeah, it's backwards as fuck. So you guys, I have to on a lighter note, I have been downloading way too many apps on my iPhone. Yes, I'm in love with my phone, and you were, we're just going to have to you know deal with that at another time. Drug addiction first, iPhone addiction second. Then maybe vape addiction, and then maybe Starbucks or caffeine. I don't know. I, I can't give up those vices yet, but amongst all these apps, Marcus, my favorite as of late are these police scanner apps. They're fucking amazing. I've heard some fucking sketchy ass shit go down on them. And I, dude, like, I'm such an idiot that I would download like six of the same type of apps. So I have like <laughs> six different police scanner apps and I'm like reviewing each one that to see which one's the best. the fuck out, dude. Dude, and then. That literally checks such When I was in out, my dude. last relapse, I was hanging out with this one weirdo dude and he was so tweaked out. He was like telling me to download all these night vision apps. And he was like, he's like, dude, I see fucking drones everywhere, man. And so I was like, oh, really? I want to see them. And, and I'd fucking use these night vision apps. And I'm, he's like, that might be one right there. I'm like, dude, there's fucking nothing there. You're fucking on meth psychosis right now. But fuck the night vision apps. It's all about the police scanner apps. So I might, because this one right here, you could download, you can record and download what they're saying on the fucking radio. Oh, I remember you showing me that. Yeah, here, I'll play one right now. We'll see, I'm not recording it, but I'm just playing it. But you see, it's so late. I bet there's nothing going on right now. Goddamn fucking police. See, this one I like because you can record it, but there's another one because they have all those like codes, like 10-4 and a code, blah, 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 and a code 3758. You, you can check the codes and see what they mean. Like oh, see shit. what crimes are going down in your local area. See, I sh you know what I should do? There, let's let's do this. Let's go to fucking. Let's go to somewhere. Let's go to a city where there's actual fucking shit going down. Okay, um, and you know what? You can fucking like. You can go like to your local one, or you can go like. Oh, here we go. Chicago. 
Dude, Chicago police, 1600. Oh, hey. So I don't know which one's a better address. It's either 2247 or 2447. All right, let's get with the let's get with the crime here. Whatever. I don't know. When you're fucking high on fucking heroin and meth, that shit is very entertaining more than youtube more than well not more than this podcast because let's face it i mean but i'm gonna yeah i recorded a bunch of shady like dude there was one and i was like it was like a shootout or some shit i don't know what the fuck it was it maybe i was just fucking super high but i was getting into that deep and i recorded a shit ton of them and that might be a good intro i don't know but we'll see or even or even like an outro an outro, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Mm. oh shit, cooking, Ooh. cooking up. Cooking you got me too excited. You He's getting too... hard on right now. I'm, I'm. Only... He's censoring out this. So no, no, no. I'm half chub. It's half max. <laughs> only because of the police radio, not because of you. So, get it, you know. <laughs> God damn it, Marcus! Why do you do this to my podcast? Anyway, oh. I don't know. I, I I think that's all we have to say. Uh, other than you wanted, I had a once last story. You were gonna talk about some rehab experiences, but you wanted to read this fucking article, and it's uh, a little scary. It's and scary and you know, you all should you should all be informed because because a lot of people are gonna miss out on this. They don't read the New York Times, bro. That's from the New York Times. Yes. And all right, so what's wait? First of all, before we get into the the meat and potatoes of this fucking article, um, you want to give us a, like a brief, you know, so a debrief. So just to let you all know, uh, the CDC just recently is now coming out with a story about five. And the reason that I want to talk about this is because uh, this is going to be now global. It should be. Uh, and plus, because I'm a conspiracist theorist to the max. A conspiracist theorist? <laughs> yes. I think it's conspiracy theorist, sir. But we can make that a word here. We, we can make, we make up words let's, all day let's, here. Let's, let's just say I am a specific type of conspiracist theorist. He's a conspiracy theorist of a different breed. Yeah, okay, so have you ever, a conspiracist have you ever theorist. had a conspiracy where you knew it was kind of real, but wasn't necessarily proven until later on it was actually true. That's and, the type of shit. And before I'm we get about. into any more of this, we just would like to say we're not Alex Jones. Nope. We're not trying to talk about gay frogs. Uh, but check out the Gay Frog Remix on YouTube. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, what? What? Yeah. I'm yeah. Look that up. Oh, I'll uh, play a little bit of it right. Yeah. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that I mean, turns freaking frogs gay. Oh, Do you understand that? But this post specifically, um, I'm going to be reading an article out of the New York Times because this is very important and I think people should be aware and this might scare you. So this is not squad. So just uh, to let you all know. Yeah. And you know, obviously, <clears throat> Big Brother's real. They're watching. I mean, come on. Snowden. Yep. Didn't you hear what Snowden dropped? He dropped a fucking truth bomb on y'all. Yep. And you guys just and, slept it. Slept on that. Slept on that shit. Big time. I bet you... Uh, most, a lot of people don't even know who the fuck Snow, Edward Snowden is, and he's... Oh, so, the New York Times whatever. is a real paper. It's very accurate in their information. For those who don't read it, the reason I want to talk about this is because I was I landed upon this, and this was actually on April 7th. 
we're recording this right now at eight, at the eighth. So this just came out yesterday. Oh shit. Okay. Um, just to know how recent this is and how eminent this is. So I just want to let you all know uh, by reading this out loud. Okay, this is gonna take a little bit, but please keep this in mind. Uh, this. You're not gonna read the whole article, are you? No, I'm gonna talk about like the main. You're thing. gonna talk, yeah. All right, all right. Okay. Cool. But continue, please. Here it is. The germ, a fungus called Canadida oris, preys on people with weakened immune systems and is quietly spreading across the globe over the last five years. It has hit a a neonatal unit of Venezuela, swept through a hospital in Spain, forced a prestigious British medical center to shut down in an intensive care unit and taken root in India, Pakistan, and South Africa. Recently, a.k.a. C. oris reached New York, New Jersey, and Illinois, leading the federal centers for disease control and prevention to add it to the list of germs deemed to be urgent threats. Now, before I continue going into Wait. basically the, the part of the story talks about a man who recently got infected and died within 90 days of this, and they couldn't find any source of a uh, way to cure the man. Uh, there is no Jesus cure for Christ. this disease. It's a it's an antifungal germ. Antifungal? That, what the fuck is antifungal? Well... Basically, there's no um, antifungal uh, cures for this. It's actually able to fight back against any known uh, cures that we have for it. Uh, And the CDC is even announcing for people to be careful about it and is releasing has been going around the world for five years. Yeah, well, how the fuck are you going to be careful about it if they didn't warn us until now and they knew about it for five years? Which is the controversy of why everybody's kind of low-key freaking out. God damn it. But to get to the point of the meat of the potatoes of this part of the story is this right here, which I'm going to be going to page 14 in this article. And I want people to know this. People are like, oh, they're going into way of a tangent. But the reason I want to Whatever, it's in the fucking paper. It's in the paper. It's pretty crazy. And uh, basically, here it is. Uh, And the CDC realized they needed to get word to the American hospitals on June 24th of 2016. Uh, One of the incidences about the, uh, just to let you guys know before this... They were talking about a uh, what this fungal actually does, and I want to let you guys notice and see this. This doesn't sound good at all. Uh, oh, you die in 90 days. It sounds like Ebola kind of shit. Yep, it's pretty much almost oh, close, but it said it's already God. here. But it says right here, Sea Oris is so tenacious. It talks about how... Right here, the man in Mount Sinai died after 90 days in the hospital, but C. Oris did not, which is the disease. Test shows that it was everywhere in his room. So it stayed in his dead body? Oh, yeah. For for how long? Ever? Uh, It doesn't say yet, but... Oh, my God. So you can get it off of a dead body? Uh, Yeah, you can. It's a fung. It's a fungus that stays alive. Uh, Test showed that it was fuck. everywhere in his room, so invasive, and the hospital's special cleaning equipment had to rip out some of the ceiling floor tiles to eradicate it. It spread it, it onto spr- even physical objects, not even just on people. It's not on li- not just on living things, but on. Yep. What the fuck? And it was dude. spreading. It was everywhere, mm. and everything was positive mm. of it. The walls, the bed, the doors, the curtains, the phones, what the sinks, the whiteboard, the pools, and the pumps. And Doctor Scornlorn, the hospital's president, the mattress, the bed rails, the canister holes, the window shades, the ceilings, everything in the room was positive. Sea Oris is so tenacious in part because of its impervious and major anti. 
fungal medications, making it the new example of one of the world's most intractable health threats and the rise of drug-resistant infections. They have no cure for it whatsoever. What the fuck? But lately, there has been an explosion of resistant fungi in general. And where it came from, actually, people don't know. And Ugh, what it says fuck. on here... It can, which I will skip to it, talks about its origin of where it comes from. This is not chill. It's scary, bro. This is very not chill. It's scary, dude. And uh, they show a map on here, just to let you know, in the newspaper in New York Times. Of what? Uh, of areas that are going to be... Of areas that are already affected on here, of places where they have cases, because they won't release the information of the hospitals of where these cases are being reported of people dying of this. Yeah, because they probably don't want mass don't want hysteria. Them, yeah, they don't want people freaking out. And this is a real... Just to let y'all know who are reading, who are hearing this, this is a real paper. You can look on New York Times on April 7th. You can look it up on, on there. It's called Canada CRS. But the places that... Which is C A N D I D A A U R S. A daily drug drug resistant fungus is infecting patients in hospitals and nursing homes around the world. The fungus seems to have emerged in several locations at once, not from a single source. Oh, almost like someone let it out. And what the fuck, dude? The United States, the country has at least five hundred eighty-seven Canada Oris infections since twenty thirteen. Wait, this has been going on since 2013. Yep. Most have been what? in the nursing home. And they've patients. known about it, but they've known about it. Yep, they did. God damn it, dude. Most of them have been in nursing home patients in New York City, Chicago, and New Jersey. And it's showing colored places of the places that, are, that have been infected and the most cases that where they're most apparent. Uh, Japan and South Korea. And Canada, Oris has been discovered in 2009 and infected in the ear of a 70-year-old Japanese woman. Soon after the fungus was reported, the samples of the five South Korean hospitals, a Korean sample of the 1996, is the oldest worldwide. Australia has been infected since 2015 with a Melbourne patient who's most likely acquired it in the British hospital. India, uh, Pakistan, South Africa, Central South... It's making my stomach South churn, America, man. Europe. Mm. The latest, the large outbreak in Europe developed 72 cases in a London hospital in 2015 to 2016. And China. And in the most recent place, recently, is Canada and the United States. So we're basically fucked on a global level. Yep, and it shows the specific states that are infected. And Florida. California. Of course, yeah, of course California. Texas. Oklahoma. Illinois, New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Virginia. Uh, the reason I wanted to show about this is because uh, fuck, the people who they say that this is this infects, uh, who it affects, it affects newborns or anybody who has a really bad immune system. So, ladies and gentlemen, they say that it won't affect people that are just going about browsing their day, and if you're in good. Yeah, but condition. if you're a fucking IV meth user, your immune system is shot to hell. Exactly. God damn it, dude. So just to let you all know... So, I'm glad I got clean. Yeah, for real, man. There's a This is a real epidemic going on. It's been going on for five oh years. Oh my god. I was coughing up phlegm earlier. Yep. And another part about this right here is the earliest known case in the United States involved a woman that arrived at New York City Hospital on May 6, 2013. Oh, uh, 
Fuck. seeking care for respiratory failure. She was 61 from the United Arab Emirates, and she died a week later after testing positive for the fungus. And at the time, the hospital hadn't thought much of it. But three years later, it sent the case to the CDC after reading the agency's June 2016 advisory. The woman was probably not America's first sea oris patient. She what carried a strain fuck? different from the South Asian fuck. most common here, and it killed a 56-year-old American woman who traveled to India in March 2017 for elective abdominal surgery contracting the sea oris virus or fungal fungus and was airlifted back to the hospital in Connecticut and these are some of the patient the doctors of what they're saying about it it says I found myself not wanting to touch the guy yeah, I didn't why, want it, who would? I, I didn't want to take it from the guy to bring it to someone else. And he did his job thoroughly uh. and examined the patient, but said there was an overwhelming feeling of being terrified of accidentally picking up on a sock or a tie or gown. And it also says here what the f- in a section about the resistance Fuck. and denial. For now, uncertainty around the sea oris has led to the climate of fear, sometimes denial. Last spring, J- Jasmine Cutler, 29 years old, when she visited her 72-year-old father at the hospital in New York City, where he had been admitted because of complications from surgery and previous month, when she arrived to his, at his room, she discovered that he had been sitting in at least an hour in a recliner in his own feces because no one would come had come when he had called for help to use the bathroom. Miss Cutler Ugh, said it became fuck. clear to her the staff was afraid to touch him because he had tested and shown that he was positive for carrying the C. oris fungus. I saw doctors and nurses looking at the window of this room and said, my father's what not f- a guinea pig. You're not going to treat him like a freak at a show. Oh he was God. eventually uh. discharged and told, no longer, and told that he no longer carried the virus, but he declined to be named, saying he feared being associated with a frightening infection. And government Ugh. actually had a whole case in the CDC about being told about this, and nothing was reported about it. And so people people already knew about this. And it says that right here, it says, here it is, it says. This is fucked, dude. I don't know. It says right here. <sighs> God damn it. Somehow they made a jump almost seemingly close. This uh, is not a happy ending. Well, I just want people to know this because most people are not going to read this on the New York Times, and I don't think. And I don't very... see it anywhere else. I don't see it up on fucking. Ladies and gentlemen, um, just to let you know, if you guys, I know this is kind of a really weird farewell episode, but uh... yeah, great, you ruined my farewell episode with your fucking fungi. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I mean, I guess better to be informed than. Than not. But just know that if you're a healthy individual in between being an infant to elderly, or if you're not fucked up, you're good. So you might want to change your diet, get some high pH alkaline water in you, stay away from GMOs, I guess. I don't fucking know. I, I'm not very healthy. I haven't been very healthy lately. And you're standing or sitting right next to me. So if I had of it, you definitely got it. So, on this episode of Night Squad, <laughs> hope you don't die. No, uh, no, because you know what? So wait, what? Where's the conspiracy theory in that? Well, one, 
I mean, we've been knowing that we've been wanting to reduce this population to. What is up with that fucking million. like statue somewhere in the fucking? The Georgia Guidestones. Look it up. It's a real thing. That's what it is. To, I mean, if you're releasing it at the same time in four different places around the world, you know that shit's controlled. Well, look. It. I mean, I have my own belief, and I don't fucking self-righteously shove it down anyone's throats. I just fucking spout it out and say, take it for what you will. But, I mean, it, yeah. There's plenty of examples that kind of lean one to the perception that, you know, the elite that are kind of making moves and running shit in the background, they probably feel themselves superior to the common man like you and I they I think their their greed and corruption uh you know I don't know how would I say this it it rewires their judgment to that they feel superior almost on the level of that they're a a higher species than us and yeah I think eugenics and population control has been you know, a, a, an ideology that's been practiced and carried out and experimented on society and th- I mean, look countless at times plague. throughout history. I mean, look at look at the Black Plague. I didn't know much about the Black I'm Yeah. I just... Look, like, you fuck... These fucking... Ugh, I could go off on this for way too long, so I'll yeah. try to refrain. But, like, you guys fucking... The, look at the drug war. Look at the prison industrial complex. Look at... You know, like, just it's it's just it's not a fucking coincidence. Like, it's all right. Why is cancer more popular and more common than it ever was 40, 50 years ago? You know how rare cancer was back in the day. Maybe because the people who are actually well, it's weird because people like I said to you before, there's some people who are surviving from cancer. What about the ones who died? Why are they dying compared to the other person? That's true. And this CRS virus has been around for how many years? I don't know, man. I just... That... Well, think about that. It's deep as fuck, dude. Yeah, but dude, like, what does it matter if they're doing it or not? Like, the fact of the matter is this shit's out. And what the fuck happens now? And see, when they're expecting shit to get bad when? In the next 30 years? Yeah, they said by 2050... Oh, that's actually the part on the beginning right here. Oh, my God. I don't like this. It says right here they were talking about... Damn you, Marcus. uh, Yeah, just... I don't like this... uh, I don't like this subject matter, Marcus, so... Oh, here it is. Read read towards me. Please, sir. Here it is. It says right here... It says right here... Where is it? Because I just found the other page. Well, part where it says right here, no need to tell the public. Let's just uh, go into that real quick. No need to tell. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. In late 2015, Dr. Johanna Rose, an infectious disease expert in Imperial College London, got panic called from a Royal Brompton Hospital, a British medical center outside of Lawrence Sea Oris, had taken root there three months earlier, and the hospital couldn't clear it. We have no idea where it's coming from. We've never even heard of it. It's just spread like wildfire, like some type of zombie apocalypse. Or Dude, like, and you know what? I knew 
that there would be something that could spark our own, like we could spark or self-engineer our own extinction as a species. But I, ne I was like, I'll, I'll never claim to know what form that's going to take. And, but I always knew it was going to be something that we didn't suspect and came out of nowhere and then just wiped us out. Yep, yep. And this is very, very possibly like the, the triggering effect that could be it. But all right, I can't talk about this shit anymore. This is fucking ridiculously yeah, it's fucking sad crazy. and terrifying. So just be healthy out there, squad members. I don't know. This has... Ugh, I, I, fuck this. All right. I can't think about this anymore. Put that paper down, please. This is too... Just check out the article. Check uh, out the article in New York Times, April 7th of 2019. You're welcome. No, I'm not going to thank you or, or receive your welcomes because that was fucking sad and depressing and scary. And we try to be funny and silly here. So, I have a silly story. But... We should say that at the end. You had maybe some rehab experiences you wanted to give me so I can... I need... I need. Actually, you know what? That's kind of really what I want to talk about. Don't fuck with the co-ed part. You will fuck yourself over in rehab, dude. What? Get kicked out? Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, you know, the thing is they encourage... They don't, like, inf str strictly enforce, but they strongly encourage um, your first year of sobriety, recovery to be, you know... Yeah, celibate. But you not always, singles, you know, not in a relationship. Yeah, celibate. but when you start like running into patients that are just as horny as you are, because that's the thing, when yeah. you get clean, you get your libido just goes wild. Oh, dude, it's nuts! Like and you trip out. Yeah, I may have one testicle out there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, but but he fucks like a bunny. How do you know? Were you on the internet? You were, weren't you? No, I just fucking with you. That's okay. I'm at least uh, there's nothing. I, I'm not aware of any sex videos. Oh, but you don't want to hear a really funnier story of that. Okay, I have to tell the story now. It's very embarrassing, and it's gonna lighten the mood. So, and it's short. I was on drug court, right? And uh, I get a random like spam bot account on Facebook adding me, and I, I'm like, you can tell a fucking spam account when you see one. It's like, oh. They just added their profile yesterday, yeah, yeah. and there's only one fucking up picture. Or no followers and no... Yeah, yeah. And then the only friends they have are the thirstiest fucking males I have ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> oh, hate for the ad, baby. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a fake profile. Oh, that's but, like the time I got sex extortion. No, no. Oh, just, just it, gets, it, gets, it gets super juicy. So I'm bored. I'm sober. I'm in drug court. I'm not doing drugs. I'm like, you know what? I'll add it, you know, troll, do a little trolling, you know, make, it'll make my day. So I, I accept the friend request and I get, you know, a fucking, they send me a message. Uh, I'm like, oh, this is going to be weird. I already know it's going to be weird. So, you know, the person talked to me, you can tell the way they're typing broken English, uh, definitely not their, you know, primary language. And, uh, they're asking me really personal questions like, what do you do? What's your job? Where do you live? Think, I'm like, we just met. Like, you don't need to know that much about me. But I'm just, you know, making shit up, lying. You know, just fucking with them a little bit. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> out of nowhere, this fake, like, I don't know, supermodel fucking who just decided to make a Facebook profile uh, is starting to, like, 
engage engage with me on a more intimate level, a sexual nature, if you will. And I'm taken back. I'm like, excuse me, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not as easy as I look. Okay, I know you're smirking, but whatever. <laughs> I used to. Well, I, this was during the, my Tinder escapades when I had first gotten clean. And I had quickly come to discover I was replacing one addiction with another, which I will refrain from the second going around. But so they want to have phone sex or like video phone oh, sex. Oh, that's like the same fucking. Mm, oh, wait. dude. And I'm dude. like, I'm like, all right, this is probably going to turn out bad. But. It will be a good story later on in life. No. You did not. I did it for the story. No. Well, I wasn't planning on getting naked, okay? <laughs> I just wanted to see what was... I want... Bro. Come on. I, say, I totally relate, though. So, okay. So, I'm like... I just, I'm just... You know, the curiosity is what killed me. So, we get on a, a video chat or whatever on Messenger. And there's this naked woman... And it's very, it's not the best, like, you know, reception or video feed or whatever. And she's naked and she's touching parts of her body. I won't say which parts, obviously. And I'm like, just confused. I'm like, this is really weird. And so she's like, oh yeah, now it's your turn. And I'm like, hell, hell, if it is my turn, I'm not getting naked for you. I don't even know you. You're probably not even real. I was like, I I, I was cute. I was jokingly saying to her, this mystery person like you're not a real profile I've been saying this the whole fucking time but I was persuaded into getting naked as well and she wanted me to touch parts of my body now did it for the story but uh, I was not aroused let's just say that I was very uncomfortable and I was very uh, what's the most PC way of saying this I was un, I was not aroused at any means. I was what you know we refer to as having scared turtle syndrome, right? So this is like, <laughs> oh my god, it was just it was just embarrassing, and then it was like after like maybe fifteen seconds of that, they like did this weird switcheroo and they played back the screen capture oh, yeah, of them capturing back. me like naked for ten seconds. Like being so uncomfortable and so not aroused. And they're like, you better give us some money or we're going to send this to your family and your job. And somehow they had found out some members of my family, like my, you know, and they showed like my sister's Facebook accounts. And I'm like, my job, I was like, I don't even have a fuck. What's my job? I was like, really? Why don't you tell me what I would like to know what my job is? I would like a job. I was like, you think I have any money? And even if I did have any money, I was you think I would give you guys money? I was like, you guys are... F-. I was just laughing at them. I was like, I was like, show them a fucking 10-second video of me naked. Like, they saw me... I used to run around naked all the time as a kid. Like, like, like Red Hot Chili Peppers did with, like, yeah, just yeah. socks on. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, do it. So, basically, I was blackmailed into uh, paying them money. Or well, they, I was, they were attempting to blackmail me. Into giving the money, or you know they would, what? This so, makes me feel uh, so some, much better, dude. So somewhere out there, floating around on either the internet or someone's computer, some hard drive has a 10-second video of me naked, and I don't know where it is, but 
it's out there. Um, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the story. What do you think? That happened to me a few months ago. That happened to you a few months ago? No way. <laughs> Not joking about that either, dude. Dude, we're <laughs> fucking sex extortion brothers. Yes. And it's a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. I think Wait, this is a really good... Exact same thing happened to you. Yeah, exact same thing. And you... But you didn't do it for the story, did you? You did it for the sweet video tape loving. No, I know. It's embarrassing, you guys. I'm so sorry. I know I'm embarrassed too, but it's funny. And you... But it's hilarious. You want to know why? Because I actually look fucking hot. So fuck y'all out there watching me and jacking off to me, you mother... You really had to be that loud? You sick ass... My eardrum... I'm wearing headphones. I hear this. You sick ass motherfuckers. Well, it's not... Jacking off to me. I'm kind of flattered, though. They're not jacking off to either one of us. They're, oh, especially, definitely to me. I'm they're hot. pointing and laughing. Oh, fucking whatever, bro. I'm hot. I have the let worst. Let them fucking let them fucking jack. There's off. there's let them get. There off. are cute aspects of my physical appearance, but there's also embarrassing parts, like my farmer's tan. I mean, I have a nice belly button. Well, I'm my like nipples. A tank, motherfuckers. Shut up. Get oh. Whatever. I need. I do need. You know what? <laughs> Santa Barbara Rescue Mission does have a nice gym, and if you're listening, Ryan, my co-host, I know you're out there, and I will be buffer than you. Come He's soon. He's not joking about that. Either. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. That's not gonna happen. I will get in better shape. But I mean, whatever, He's dude. Take roids, I think, man. Me? Him, man. What, Ryan? He's Does prescribed he... testosterone because of his pituitary gland. Yeah, but you know what? <sighs> but getting to the point, as you... He used to be as skinny as me, and he went from my... Friend. Like, sp- yeah, spindly little, like, fucking noodle body to being, like, <sighs> a little jealous. But I do have more charisma than him. I taught him everything he knows in the game. So, what can I say? So to all you people that are jacking off to me, fuck you. Dude, I, again... Nobody is doing that. But I mean, it's Nobody. somewhere in a hard to somewhere. I mean, maybe one or two people on this earth. Dang, that's so crazy that somebody else went through that shit, though, dude. I'm so don't feel alone right now. Fuck yeah. See, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yes. And I can't believe... I gave zero <laughs> fucks. You know, I gave zero fucks about that. Bro. Because whatever, dude. Like, you, I, I... Bro, in all honesty, I'm not going to lie. Scared the fuck out of me. Until I looked it up. Wasn't there a, a Black Mirror episode about this exact same thing? And you know what? There was. I swear to God, that there was an episode of Black Mirror that, and the, and the kid was legitimately terrified, and yeah, like dude, he like killed like, himself or something. It's. Like I mean, it's obviously not real. But, but what's weird about it is that when I looked it up on the internet, I'm like, wow, this is happening to more people than what I know. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> who gives a fuck, fuck. dude? Oh wow, um, who cares, dude? Like. Who gives a... F- like, you really think I'm going to give you money if you're going to have a 10-second video of me naked, like, like awkwardly touching my body? Like, who cares? Nobody cares. Especially me. Some of the, the most are smart as fuck, though. I mean, yeah, some of them. But, dude, some of these dumbasses still... Oh, these kids. These fucking scammers. Kids. Yeah, kids. so kids, if you're out there... And you have been scammed like this, or you are approached by people who are trying to scam you like don't this. Don't pay them. Don't do Fuck it. Them. First of all, don't fall for the. You know, don't drink their Kool Aid. But also, don't give them a fucking Dying. a cent. Don't give them anything. Give them a fuck you. 
like a fuck you and a fuego flames and go f- fuck yourself. That's what you say to them. You know, it's like, well, go fuck yourself. I'll be like, I dare you to fucking release that shit because you know what? They're not going to release it. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, I don't know. Like we, that was horribly off topic, but it had to be said. It, it, in all honesty, I'm just really happy that I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm oh, that's so fucking gold. I'm so glad I could, you know, help you out with that before I left. Um, and it was only a few months ago. Damn, this was like a fucking year ago for me. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I don't give a fuck. I give zero fucks, and we all know this. So I don't know if there's anything. What did you want to say about rehab? Like, well, the main thing that I wanted to say about rehab as a part of like kind of your farewell, since this is a farewell episode, is that um, when you're in there, dude, uh, I think that the best thing that if you go with an open mind about everything that's in there, dude, you're going to, and you realize how long you're in there. Cause there's going to be a time, at least when I was in residential that like at the six month mark, I was going a little bit like, fuck. At the I, six month mark, yeah. you kind of hit the wall, so to speak. Yeah, you're no longer wall. in the pink cloud phase. Yeah. You're going to start feeling, uh, you're going to get, especially when you're a year that you're going to get emotional as fuck. Uh, oh, I already know that. Yeah. And I, and I just wanted to kind of say that, uh, with at least with me with my story when I was in there, uh, don't let them overprescribe you on your shit. Just what do you mean by that? Uh, so when you're in when you're in the rehab, you're probably most likely gonna get dual diagnosis. They want you as a part of dual of, diagnosis. Well, I'm not saying that that's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna say based on your criteria, some of them will have to give you meds depending on the specific things. And you're meds? Like, no, they're not gonna let me have meds here. Over at the rehab that you're at. Mm-hmm. Like a legitimate, is it like a, okay, so okay. They're not going to let me, like, let's say if I was prescribed Adderall, they're not going to let me have Adderall there. Well, of course not. But I mean, like, this is a rehab. I mean, don't you, like, get, like, prescribed medications? Don't you also have those sit-downs and all that? May, mm, I mean, I I don't know because I don't know what to expect. And a lot of rehabs differ from one another. I know, I, I, I mean, like, I used to, I've been prescribed gabapentin. Yeah. I mean, I was overprescribed so many medications. I know you've it's t- you've told crazy dude. You you told me. Yeah, I did tell you that. But what in rehab too? Yeah, in rehab also. What state? It was in Georgia. Okay. So <clears throat> it's it's a, a lot different oh. for every state. What I'm just saying is is that emotionally where you're at, whatever happens in there, uh, by the time that you get out, uh, don't be that guy who just fucks it off, man. Use it. No. Oh, but what? By the time I get out, yeah, at the twelve month. Because I, I did it. I did that shit. Well, every time I got, every time I graduated from every court ordered drug program, I immediately fucking, yeah, went out and partied. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm definitely, I have a very different view on myself and who I am. I'm very much more self reflective on, 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 and self aware of my addiction, self aware of. Of what that I needed. Not only did I need help or still need help, but I need to, you know, I need to get that help from something outside of myself. You know, I need I need an outside perspective. I need outside, you know, outside fucking like like guidance. Like fuck, dude. Like how fucking old am I already? I mean, I know I look. Very chipper, and I am like you know. He doesn't look a day over twenty five, bro. Yeah, I'm Straight what, up. what they call the genetic fountain of youth. Yep, yep. They're going to harvest my stem cells later in life, and you know. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know how the drugs did not affect me as 
bad as they could have. They affect my brain. My brain, definitely, and my emotional state, definitely. But my physical body, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, boast here. I'm just, you know, I am, I'm cutie patootie, as the ladies, that's kind of, that sounded kind of fucking gay. Well, we don't use that word here, Marcus. Yeah, it's not politically correct, so I'm sorry to <laughs> offend anybody in the LGBTQ community. It's just a habit. Well, I don't know. I'm quite attractive. I'm not the best. I do have, you know, character flaws. We need to have a soapbox as a sample. Like a... A, a soapbox? Yeah. Or like a... A or, sample? What the fuck does that mean? Okay, like a, a sample of of some type of, like, auditorium where people are, like, praising me at that moment. That's what this... I thought that's what this podcast... <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. I, did, I didn't mean that. That was a joke. We're all equal here. You know, I don't know what the fuck I'm, a, but I'm also very dumb and un- uneducated. I can barely read. I'm barely literate. So, you know, yeah. the, the, I, I have flaws just like anybody, whatever, you know, I can, but I can charm your pants off when I want to. And I don't know, man, it's been fucking two hours. I don't know. I kind of ran out of steam, but I wanted to just say to you guys, before I go into rehab in about fucking like th- two or three hours from now, I love you guys. And you all out there are the reason I do this. What this, I just say dumb shit into a microphone and tell you some crazy dumb stories. Um, should I, I had one last story to tell. Fuck. I have, to, I have to tell it. I have to tell it. You guys, I'm sorry. I have to tell it. It's a shorty. It's a, it's a short one. So, here we go. You ready? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. It's all good. He's getting tired, you guys. He's getting a little tuckered out. I am too, but here we go. So, uh, back during this time, I was about, you know, I just hit 21. I'm only really smoking weed and drinking alcohol. Maybe the occasional, you know, bump of, or line of blocaine. Maybe the occasional... Pill gets popped here and there, but for the most part, I'm not as hardcore as I, you know, evolved or de-evolved to become. So I'm attending community college and uh, working and, you know, trying, I'm, you know, I party on the weekend, you know, whatever, probably more than the weekend, but uh, I'm also semi being responsible. So my friend... Um, my best friend, Donnie, rest in peace. Um, uh, he and his mother managed these apartments behind the cookie crock. Remember the old cookie crock? He managed these apartments and there was a lot of fucking characters that came in and out of these apartments. A lot of fucking characters. There was fucking Jeff the tweaker who was very strange. There was this dude who was a secret tranny at night. He dressed up as a woman and it was a secret uh, who eventually got beat up by, you know, a biker gang. There was this guy that um, that Don, uh, my friend Donnie's mother dated who eventually was, um, f- like, I guess, murdered by fucking a biker gang and his headless skeleton was found under a, a trailer park up north somewhere down the road. You know, shit, a lot of weird shit goes down here. Hmm. We'll get into those stories later. But one of the characters was this, uh, you know... He was about a few, maybe three or four years older than me. A very 
fucking weird uh, and intense tweaker. I don't remember his real name, but we called him Twitch. Now, we called him Twitch because he was a weird, twitchy tweaker. And he would like uh, walk up and walk up to us and we'd hang out with us. And we, we accepted him into the circle because he would always give us a lots of free weed and hash and smoke us out with lots of weed. And, you know, we all at the, I mean, I was, I couldn't say no to free weed. I mean, I'm sorry, especially, I mean, when I was in my stoner, like plethora era. So we accepted him, but we still thought of him as very strange, very awkward and um, twitchy. So uh, one day, Twitch approaches me and he's like, what are you doing, man? And I'm like, uh, going to school. And he's like, dude, I need a ride to Arizona and, uh, I'll, you know, I need to get a ride to pick up all this weed and it's a lot of weed and, you know, I'll fucking hook up your car. I'll give you new tires and new brake pads. I'll make your car run, you know, make sure it's fucking cherry, bro. And just get, you gotta give me a ride. We'll do drugs on the way. And I'm like, dude, I go to school every day. I was going, I was like full time, 12 units. I was like, I don't, I don't have the time to go on this road trip with you. I barely know you and you're a weird twitchy twitch head. No, thank you. I cannot do it. And it, you know, I finally, like I, he kept fucking asking me to drive him. I'm like, no, I cannot fucking take you. I go to school. No, I'm not, you know, fuck that. Um, so, uh, but I did have another friend, Trevor, who, you know, he did like the, uh, you know, the, the Scante, as they say, and Twitch befriends my friend Trevor and, you know, coerces him into driving him on this mission. And so they leave for about four five, seven days. And when they return and I, you know, after they return and I see Trevor, I'm like, so how was that road trip with Twitch? And he was like, oh man, it was bad, bro. It was bad. And I was like, well, why, why was it so bad? And he's like, dude, fucking, he, first of all, they had a lot of coke and a lot of fucking meth. And so they're, they're mixing, they're doing crazy shit. Like they're mixing the coke and the meth and snorting it. And you know, they're fucking, they're snorting a lot of drugs. Like Hoover vacuum, fucking Palooza. And they run out of coke. So now they only have, you know, meth. And at one point, Twitch starts to get the psych meth psychosis and gets paranoid and starts to think that uh, Trevor's an undercover and forces him while he's driving to snort six giant gagger rails of meth in a row to prove he's not a cop. And Trevor is pretty scared at this point, so he does so. And he, I was like, so what was it like? And he's like, dude, I was fucking hearing gunshots that weren't there. He's, he, they snorted so many fucking drugs, so much drugs up their nose. His, his, no, his nasal path, passageway was swollen shut and they had to start parachuting the meth just to stay awake. He, just, he said he looked at his arms and he was sweating out meth crystals out of his pores. That's how much meth was in his system. And finally they get this weed and somehow, I don't know how, they make it back and he's got all these pounds of weed now. And so I'm like, well, cool. We, you know, and I'm, you know, he's doing shit like He's, he's flowing, he's fronting me like a couple ounces here and there because I, I guess I convinced him that I could sell weed at the time, which I didn't really, I smoked weed. I, I didn't care about selling weed. But, you know, he was so fucked off on drugs, he didn't really remember shit. 
you know, um, and he, he was just weird. Like I would go into whatever apartment he was staying at back there and he'd have a mountains of weed all around him, like pounds and pounds of weed all around him. And he'd be so spun out. He'd be like, I got to go down the street. He's like, here, take my gun and fucking guard the place and don't let anyone in but me. And I'm like, I'm not touching your fucking gun. I don't even know if it's registered or anything. If it's a ghost gun, I was, I'm not getting my prints on that thing. I don't know where it's been. And he's like, yeah, you're right, man. He's like, or just let me in and just shit like that. And one, even like a one time I fucking, I go to the back just to check on things. Cause I hear like a ruckus. He's out there. Remember how P tweakers used to make pookies? When they, you'd go to a gas station and buy those roses in the glass tube and get a blowtorch and have to torch out the bubble for the pookie. Yeah. He's doing that and there's like a leak or something in like the threading of the fucking hose. And the whole fucking butane torch in his hand catches on fire. In his hand, he screams, ah! He throws it on the ground. What? I'm like, dude, you need to pick that up right now and put that out or you're going to blow us all up. And I force him to pick it up barehanded on fire. He's like, ah, he fucking burned his hand. Take, put it out. Saved, I saved the apartments from an explosion. Anyway, so he's just, <laughs> dude, he was out of his mind. He was so methed out. Like, I'd give him rides for weed and uh, he'd have a pound of weed on him. This is before Prop 215, mind you. This is not, no recreational, no medicinal. This is still this legal, is state and federally legal, this back in the day. So it's like still risky business. He'd be like driving around with a pound of weed and he'd be like, dude, and he'd think uh, the car, any car behind us was a cop. And I'm like, dude, it's not there. Fuck, trust me. That's not a cop. I can tell. And he'd be like, just get off on this exit. And I'd get off on the exit. He'd run into like some bushes and like he'd stash a pound of weed in the bushes and we'd take off. And then, you know, the next day me and Donnie try to drive back and find the pound of weed. It was just weird shit. So anyway, uh, one day me and Donnie and my buddy, uh, Reza, DJ Reza taught me how to DJ. We're all smoking weed and drinking some beers. You know, it was a harmful night in the front of the apartments. Well, apparently Twitch is in the back getting in a fight with his girlfriend or whoever. And you know, someone calls the police for a domestic dispute. So the cops roll back there and, uh, you know, a, a little commotion breaks out. Apparently the fucking <laughs> cops are there to detain Twitch and he fights and not only resists arrest, but he fights with the police, managed to, manages to pull the flashlight off of one of the police officers, like belts and proceeds to beat the officer over the head with said flashlight. Yeah. I didn't see this. I was at the front of the apartment. And what makes it worse is this police officer was a diabetic. So I don't know if you know this, but diabetics blood is a little thinner than, you know, yeah, and so he like fucking didn't. bled everywhere, bled oh, everywhere. No, 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 and no, so no, now, no, no, no. Why you're, this is why you guys were like fucking drunk and high and shit. Yeah, well, I, I'm a, I'm totally aloof to what's going on. Oh shit, dude! Like, by yeah, the time that's a, that shit happens, and you see yeah, that, that shit. was in the back. I'm just hearing all this noise in the back of the apartments, and the, we saw cops roll back there. So we're like, yeah, we're probably gonna just, you know, lay low. You know, we see Twitch being detained, put in a cop car, and screaming, "I fucked you up! I fucked you up! I fucked you up!" <laughs> and this cop's got blood all over his face. You know, crazy shit. You know. 
the very next day, my friend, we see on the news the whole story. Apparently, apparently, the backstory is Twitch was uh, living in Arizona. I believe it was the state. He had stolen about 20 pounds of weed from some, uh, I guess, gang or a big time dealer, had gotten arrested. And while incarcerated in jail, he managed to escape from prison or not is either jail or prison. I don't know which to do. He escaped from jail, managed to steal a car and drive all the way to visit his family in California. I didn't know he was a fucking escapee Holy shit. at the time. Association. Trevor could have. He is, he, he steals 20 pounds of weed from some criminal organization, gets arrested, escapes jail, flees to California, convinces, thank God I didn't fall for it, convinces my friend to drive him to fucking pick up the weed that he stole and stashed somewhere and smuggle it back into dude, the states. You know what's kind of crazy? That's and we like, find this out all in the news. Dude, what the fuck? This is like that's like how my friend and who I used to uh, hang I, out with who was hitchhiking. His name no, was we can't get in that now. <laughs> it's a hundred and forty minutes. Anyway, if that's not a debaucherous story, I don't know what the fuck is, you guys. And I hope you enjoyed it because it happened to me. So. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, this has already gone long enough. This is the farewell episode. I mean, I'm going to be in rehab in a few hours. I fucking love you guys. We have some voicemails that I've received from, you know, Purple Heart members of the squadron. We're all equal. You know, we're a we squad. We love you all, man. Yeah, we fucking love you guys. Don't you ever all, fucking forget it. You're not fans. You're friends. One of the okay? longest episodes ever just for you. It's pretty long. It's pretty fucking long. Not, oh yeah, we have, we're sorry. We're, it's pretty fucking long. <laughs> yeah, I know. We I have a short attention span too. I already I already forgot half the shit we were talking about. I mean I mean We love you, Brian. I love you too, buddy. Thank you for keeping Nod Squad alive. And uh, I got your back always. And you, you know, I'm gonna be bothering you for the rest of your life. <laughs> so prepare your you know, Nod Squad. Prepare your butt cheeks, so <laughs> God. Thank you very much. His mouth is a musical instrument. Slide in my DMs, ladies. Shut the f- I'm cutting, I'm censoring that out. You don't get to fucking... Sp- fucking Marcus. He's taking a piss right now, ladies. He's taking a pee break, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he's putting on his spacesuit. I apologize. Um... So yeah, I don't know what else to say, you guys. This is my farewell. I mean, but it's not the last. You will hear from me. And I mean, I have a shit ton of episodes f- to be released. So, you know, you'll hear some ones that are been recorded already. And I don't know what the fuck else to say, you guys. I fucking love you. And I, I'm thank you, everyone who's helped me along this way. Thank you, everybody. Like I said before, you're all my friends. And... Fuck, dude, I don't know, I don't know, dude, like, this isn't the end, so I want to play some voicemails, and then we'll segue out of this bitch, here you guys go, and to everyone that sent me voicemails, you guys get a free t-shirt, not now, because I don't have them, but when I do, free t-shirt for you all, 
kind of like how Oprah gives out free cars. You get a car. You get a car. Well, I can't give out cars, okay? I'm not fucking, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not rich, okay? I'm, I mean, I'm rich in spiritual wealth. I got the spiritual dollars. And I'll have t-shirts for you when they're here, but I don't know when that'll be. So just, this is like, it'll happen. Just trust me. Just work with me, people. So, here are the voicemails. Hey Ryan, man, just want to wish you, uh, wish you good luck in rehab. I'm, I'm uh, in the same spot, dude. Stay, stay strong, and uh, hope to meet you one day, big dog. This is Jeremy, by the way, Jeremy Turner. Good luck, Brian, in rehab. I'll be in rehab too, so don't worry. We'll get out at the same time. Good luck. All right, my boy. I'm glad you're going back to rehab. Get it done. Stay up. You got it. Hit me up anytime. Love you, my boy. All right. Brian, it's Colleen from St. Louis. I wanted to wish you all the luck and send you all the love while you're in treatment. I um, I never really understood when people say that they wanted to get clean to get their lives back because... For me, that life is what got me here in the first place. So I'm really proud of you for wanting to create a better life for yourself. Um, I'm just asking you to keep an open mind and an open heart to this journey that you are starting. And I'm wishing you strength to heal during the next few weeks. I found the detox period to be long days and short weeks. Mostly, I want you to remember that you deserve this. And I can't wait to see how you grow. Sending you love and hugs from St. Louis. All right. I'm leaving a voicemail to my homeboy, Bo Ball Baggins. There you go. One ball. One ball to rule them all. Uh... Ah, fuck. Proud of you, man. Takes a lot of courage and nuts to freaking uh, check yourself into a residential, especially for 12 months, man. You, you got heart, and uh, you're a good fella, and I'm glad, I'm glad we're friends, brother. And uh, just know you got one over here whenever you need me, bro. Hey, Brian, I just want to let you know that you're going to do awesome in rehab and kick ass. Don't even worry about the shit you're going to go through. You're going to fight this shit. Love you. Hey, man, I just wanted to wish you the best of luck on this next chapter that you're embarking on. I think that it's really impressive that you're able to, you know, confront, confront your problems and be able to say, all right, I'm going to deal with this and I'm going to be responsible about this. So I just wanted to say how much I appreciate that about you and how, how much I know that you're going to succeed and you're going to be able to overcome all these struggles. So much love to you and, uh, and be in touch. I'm always here. Hey, Brian, what's up, man? I know that you're about to be heading out to a residential. Just wanted to say, man, that uh, I think you're going to do great. Uh, this is a whole year I've seen when you weren't really doing too well and met you a while ago, about a year maybe a year and a half ago and the way that we met and now we've just been collabing and doing a lot of things and now that you're making a huge decision to go and change your life because you recognize the just as i saw on you this project that you're doing with nod squad um it's gonna go somewhere man and you're making the sacrifice for yourself to keep it going 
And uh, I appreciate you as a friend, man. And I really think that uh, suffering is necessary, man. That's the tattoo. I'm going to be getting tatted for myself. But I know this must be uncomfortable for you to having to give up a whole year. Uh, but you recognize what's needed. And, uh, and you know what? You're going to come out yourself more because you're investing into this and to all your fans out there who are looking for you and looking to you for this and uh you're about to change people's lives by you making the investment into yourself also so i just wanted to say thanks for everything you've done and not squad and brian i just want to say that i am so proud of you so happy for you and so excited for you that you get to start this new journey to becoming a better you. I hope that you never lose your faith, never lose your fire, never lose your drive to always be a better you. I'm so happy that you get this new to get this new opportunity and I just wish you the best of luck and never forget that there are people that are in your corner that love you, that care about you and that are rooting for you to get through this obstacle and I'm so happy you get this opportunity because fuck you need it but anyways you know how I feel you know that I will always be there for you and that I'm only one letter or one phone call away love you Brian and I'm so happy for you good luck Brian 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 farewell my dude it's been a long time coming yeah, I mean, everybody goes through shit in their lifetime, right? And finally getting the help you deserve. And I'm grateful that you have been there for me when I was going through some rough times. We met in school and met at the spoking bench. Hashtag fucking octo octopus dildos. You guys don't want to know. But, um, or you do if you have a dirty mind like us <laughs> or the group or, you know, <laughs> but, uh, alrighty. This is JC out. <laughs> What's up, Bobal Baggins? This is Scruffy motherfucking Jones wishing you well. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're taking the steps to get into a full length rehab and spend some good time there. I hope you make the best of it. You know what I mean? Really take your time and uh, and try and use it wisely while you're there, you know? Uh, it's going to be short. Short, it'll go by faster than you think. It'll be slow to start, but whatever, you know? Just keep, uh, keep plugging forward and thinking about tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, and we will, uh, we will await your, your second coming, my friend, uh, emerging like a phoenix. And a butterfly from a chrysalis, you know, with your head on straight and shit. Anyway, love you, buddy. Well, Brian, you're off on another adventure. I wish you the best, bro. You got a good heart, man. Uh, you're one of the best dudes I know. I know if you put as much effort into taking care of yourself as you do taking care of other people, you should be just fine, man. Out of all my friends, you've always been there and you've always made sure that if I ever needed something, that you were right there. And I love you, buddy. I have all the faith in the world in you. I know that you can do this. 
just put your right foot in front of the left foot and keep moving forward, man. I love you, bud. Keep your head up. All right, you guys. Holy fuck. You know, you really... Uh, fuck, dude. You're going to make me like get emotional right now? <laughs> fuck, you guys. I love you guys so much, dude. I can't... I really... Dude, I didn't want to get emotional. <sighs> fuck, you guys. I... You know, I don't give a fuck what I've been through in life. Like, I'm just so glad I... I have friends like you guys out there, you know? And, um... It made it... Made it every... Any and... Fuck, dude. Having friends like you guys made any and every shitty, traumatic, dark, traumatizing experience all the worth it, you know? And to everyone out there listening, like, if you're struggling, you can get through it too, man. I believe in each and every one of you, and I love each and every one of you. And to those that I had hurt, I... I'm truly sorry from the bottom of my heart. I'm, I can't apologize enough for, you know, breaking trust. And all I can do is move forward and just do good from now on. And, you know, starting this podcast was kind of a way to do that. And I slipped and fell along the way, but everyone out there that helped me get to where I am right now, um, I just, I can't thank you guys enough. And I love you guys. And um, I got to get out of here and hit the road. But this isn't the last of me. I promise you that. I know I can be silly at times, but I try to keep it real too. And... I don't fucking, I'm not faking the funk, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere, and we'll get through this together. So with that, I hope you guys enjoy some of the episodes I have, uh, you know, mixed and mastered ahead of time. I really just love making something that you all enjoy, and, um... And it, it drives me to keep doing it. And um, I just hope I can continue to m- making some kind of content that means something to, to anyone out there. So with that, uh, Uncle Albert's dropping the mic for a while, focusing on himself and getting better so that I can be there for others. And um, I just fucking love you guys. And I, I just can't express that enough. Um, it means the world to me. Um, I didn't even think I'd live to fucking be, you know, to be this, to be, live this long, you know? Um, but just thank you, you guys, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Stay safe, stay strong. Reach out to me if you need help. I'll be there for you. Just like everyone's been there for me. Love you guys. Signing off.
Peace, love, all the above.